raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. It's the Wake Up Call with KB and Andy on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Mitchie looking to set up the screen. Caught by Jonathan Taylor at the 10-yard line. He's at the 5, twirling his way both to the goal line. No signal yet. There it is. Touchdown for the Colts. Young in the pocket. Throws it upfield. Picked off by the Colts on the near sideline. 35. They're at the 25. Kenny Moore racing for the end zone. 10, 5. Touchdown. I-N-D-Y. And that's a 49-yard Interception for a touchdown, a pick six by Kenny Moore. Bryce Young just threw his first interception at home this season, his fifth on the season. This time he goes down. Dio Adangbo gets the third sack of the first half for the Colts. Play action, Bryce Young throws it left side, and it's picked off by the Colts. They're running the other way with it. It's Kenny Moore again. He's at the 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Two of them today, a pick six by Kenny Moore. Touchdown, Number 23, have a day. No, it's huge. Anytime you lose three straight, you got to get back on track. And uh, we felt that this was the week to do that. And uh, we got it done. And now we got to get our minds right to go to Germany. Oh, now, doesn't it feel better to be in here and, and look at Kevin Bowen and look at Mark Titans? Everyone's smiling this morning as much as we can at 7.01. Uh, hanging out with you as always, it's the Wake Up Call live from the DriveHuber.com studios. A reaction Monday. Hell, a victory Monday. The three-game losing streak is snapped. We have Jim Irsay dancing in the locker room. Bryce Young, I think he might stink. And Kenny Moore, an absolute star yesterday. And we got you for the next three hours here on The Fan. Fellas, good morning, Kevin. And sorry about your sorry about your fighting Irish, but the Colts victorious. They needed it. They got it, and now it's time to get to five and five on the season. Michael Shrewsbury era starts tonight. Yeah, you're damn right Dame, it does. Niagara, College basketball. Let's go. ACC Network Extra for anyone that wants to come over and watch that one. Butler and Purdue also open up their seasons tonight. Uh, you know, it's not often, Andy, that I feel like we sit here on a Monday. Win or lose. Uh, I guess maybe the Cleveland game is the only other one that stands out to me. Where I literally think to myself, how do you lead off with anyone else, anything else but an individual player? Like, yeah, special teams this, or, you know, offensively, boy, run game this, or, man, that, you know, just stingy, uh, you know, getting after the quarterback. Uh, To me, there's no segment of the game that outweighs what Kenny Moore did yesterday. Um, Individually, not only just making the interceptions, but... How many times do you see corners just run with their heads cut off or, you know, whatever. Blocking doesn't work out. And I know Kenny caught both those balls with plenty of open field in front of him. Uh, But to house both of those. And I thought the timeliness of each. (laughs) Sure, yeah. You know, late first half, you were starting to leak a little bit of oil there. It's like, okay, if Carolina scores, that was on a first down. I mean, Carolina was still very much like, okay, they can get this into field goal range. If it's a one-score game at halftime, you're probably walking into halftime thinking, Man, we played too well not to be up more than just well, you, seven. You've here. seen the story this season, right? 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 And then the second one. I mean, that was probably a little bit more of leaking major oil. You had just given Oof. up the big gain to Hayden Hurst, and then Kenny who danced? Just, you see that dance he did? I did see that. Hayden dance, Hurst. Yeah. He did a little dance, and then they threw a pick six the next play to get him, <laughs> him and Jim Hurst saying a dance off. Potentially down the road. Uh, and, and then, obviously, Kenny slams the door shut with that second one. So, just give him AFC Defensive Player of the Week right now. And in general, Andy, I, I think, 
you know, last week I handed out my awards. He was my Defensive Player of the Year award. Like, he has handled this season so much better than he did last year. I think he would admit that. Uh, he was very public and did not live up to his, you know, public chatter about his contract situation. And now he is in a contract year and he has played outstanding at a position that obviously has been in shambles around him. I tell you, uh, he had his family there and his twin sister was there. So I know that was a huge storyline. Uh, they keep showing, you know, they kept showing her and they kept showing the family on TV when he was going to do all that. They had to be, they probably had to be thinking, did they know? Let me ask you this. Do you think they knew where Kenny Moore's family was before the game? That like, was impressive. Yeah, because I mean, like you can't really think, oh, a guy's going to get a pick six. Hell, a guy's going to get two pick sixes in one game, and they kept doing the exact same stat. You know, Bryce Young only threw one pick six his entire time at Alabama, and right before we came on the air, I said, this ain't Kentucky. This ain't Vandy at 3.30 on, on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, but the Colts winners, you know what Kenny Moore was? Kenny Moore on, on Sunday was a football baptism. He washed some sins away because, you know, the offense didn't have to do too much. In fact, the offense didn't do too much uh, a lot of the time. I mean, you look second half, Jonathan Taylor didn't have a catch and had seven carries for six yards, uh, but we don't come in here harping on any of that, right? Well, because you Kenny you Moore did what he did. It. No, yeah, Kenny swept so much of it under the rug. And again, to me, Andy, yeah, Miles Garrett did it a few weeks ago. It's just rare, especially for a defensive player, to single-handedly be the lead story of a game, but you know when you are the first player in Colts franchise history to record two pick sixes in one game, that stands out. I do want to mention a couple other guys. I thought DeForest Buckner in the first quarter just wrecked a few early Panthers drives. Yeah. That was kind of setting the tone. You know, interior pressure on a small quarterback is going to impact him, and clearly that did. And you know what? It, Matt Gay has created just like a. In this market, and my hand is fully raised, Andy, we just take for granted him making a 57-yard field goal outdoors. It's just like, ho-hum, there's Matt Gay trotting out there where all of a sudden you like get into field goal range with less than a minute to go in the first half. Um, all of a sudden, the drive stalls out. I'm thinking to myself, man, they didn't try to gain any yardage to get into more manageable field goal range. I mean, that was 53 seconds to go in the first half. And Matt Gay misses that. Oh, that was going to be my question. It is 10-3 still. And again, Carolina now has great field position to try and make it 10-6 or 10-10. And there's Matt Gay just banging one right down the middle. And that is a field goal that you don't even think about attempting in past years. And yet you run Matt Gay... Matt Gay out there, and you're like, oh yeah, there's like a 90% chance he's going to make that field goal. So it's been an all-pro season for him. So I, yes, Kenny Moore is the obvious story of the day, but I thought to steal the Chris Ballard quote from last season, m- more so in the first half, our best players have got to play like they are our best players. And, and I thought whether it was Kenny, whether it's Buckner, whether it's Matt Gay, Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan even Taylor had a nice first half. Yeah. The fact that Michael Pittman stayed in the game after the big hit. My I mean, God. You had lost Josh Downs. Yeah. So the fact that Pittman stayed in the game. And you know, Pittman had a couple big catches there late in the first half when, again, things were still a little dicey from a score standpoint. So I, I think those guys deserve some mention Did as well. you see the hit on K.J. Osborne in the Atlanta-Minnesota game? I have him on a bench in a fantasy league. Oh, man, well, uh, not- So I saw he got... <laughs> 
knocked you out. You might want to but... just go ahead and pick up somebody else. Yeah. I mean, he wa- he didn't walk off like they they set him up on the uh, on the you know uh, what do you call it on the cart that comes out. But it's one of those plays where he got hit. Like people need to go look, and every single player immediately took a knee within like a second. KB, it's like everyone that feels like okay, that's not a normal hit uh, that you take. But Pittman got absolutely rocked. That ain't the first time he's been rocked this season. No, and Pittman did say after the game he thought that was a clean hit. He, he, he didn't think that that should have been flagged, although Carolina uh, showed that why they were a one-win team with 10 penalties yesterday for over 80 yards. So I, I think if you want to go big picture, you can certainly sit here and say, does this performance make you think the Colts can win three or four in a row? I, I, I would say no. But again, in the small sample size of you just need to end a three-game losing streak, uh, you obviously did that on the road yesterday. And Nick Sirianni did it all week long, and as a tribute to Bob Knight, you know, victory favors the team that, you know, makes the fewest mistakes. I'm paraphrasing the Knight quote there. Yesterday, you weren't as dumb as Carolina. Carolina was really, really dumb. McKenzie had the fumble, but and the Colts also, had some yeah. dumb, dumb stuff. It, it was Absolutely. not a clean sheet by any means, but you were less dumb than your opponent. And you know what? That does matter week in and week out, and that's why the Colts come home victors. You know what I think about Matt Gay? So they were lining up that 57-yard field goal, and I, and I know like you could easily make the case of, hey, uh, you know what could they have done differently to make that not such a difficult field goal? But you know what I thought of? Because remember, it's just a couple games ago, they kicked the 60-yarder. What game was that? They kicked the 60-yarder in the Cleveland Garrett, game? Yeah. yeah, and that was, remember, everyone's yelling and screaming, well, you can't kick a 60-yarder, and, uh, and that was indoors and everything like that. Lucas Oil, and so they kick a 57-yard field goal. And, you know, I'm already in my mind thinking, okay, radio-wise, if he misses this, people are going to be mad. Uh, they're going to be mad, right? They're going to say, the Steichen's done this so many times where he's playing for these long field goals and Matt Gase missed a couple long field goals. And you're right. I mean, at that point, it sets up, you know, better field position for Carolina. And he knocks it through, and I don't know if I'm totally there on this, but I think Shane Steichen is. I think he treats Matt Gay like the Ravens treat uh, Tucker. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, don't you think that's about where we are? I'm not saying he is uh, Tucker, but I'm saying, I mean, they don't mind I mean, playing for a 55-yard yeah. field goal at any, at any moment. He's had an all-pro season. I mean, how many of... Uh, of these, you know, north of 50 yarders have been outdoors as well. I mean, he made all those ones in Baltimore, four of them. Uh, again, I thought that was a critical juncture. But by the way, Baltimore. In the game yesterday, yeah, Baltimore <laughs> continues to look like, certainly, that they are now on the tier with Kansas City. Yes, they are. Uh, here in the AFC. So a ton to get to here on this Monday morning. Kind of an overcast start uh, for those with young children out there. Good luck with daylight savings time. Yeah, but you can't complain about this weekend. No, uh, right? I mean, I mean my great. God, how much were you outside? Yes, we were outside oh. a ton. Uh, but again, the old clocks for the young kids didn't seem to follow the <laughs> fall back here on this uh, Sunday morning into Monday, or Sunday evening, I should say, into Monday Dark at 4.30. Morning. Uh, I feel like a ton of people in the last 24 hours, Andy, have asked me, is Webinyama playing tonight? Well, is he? Like, Let all me of a sudden, ask, is Webinyama playing tonight? We have a Monday, November 6th Pacer game that is of high importance um, do we worry at all? He's not listed on the injury report. Do we worry at all? He played a season high in minutes yesterday. Uh, yeah, yeah, we worry because it's a back-to-back in the NBA. Yeah, thirty-eight minutes for Webb and Yama yesterday. The Spurs at one point were up twenty-two. This is an afternoon game, so a little matinee game for the Spurs and the Raptors in San Antonio. 
And I'm thinking to myself, this is golden for the Pacers fans that want to see him. You know, here it is, an afternoon game. Right. They're up 22. Right. He might not play the back half of the fourth quarter, et cetera, et cetera. The Spurs not only blow that lead, the game goes into overtime. <laughs> so, again, Webinyama did play a season high, 38 minutes yesterday. Uh, nothing on his status for tonight. Again, he's not listed on the injury report. We'll obviously monitor that throughout the day. If you want to look at a little player over under bet for Victor Webanyama tonight, you know I do. 20 and a half points. Did you know Doug McDermott was a San Antonio Spur? I, I did. And I, and did, it, did, did you really? You're not lying to me. Well, former, I just found out eight seconds ago. Former Pacer, <laughs> and I'm confused why they have not traded him as they've been in like tank process mode for the last 36, eh, more like probably 24 months. 12 points in uh, yesterday. That's why I looked. 12 points off the bench. How about that, Dougie Mack? Uh, that was disappointing from the Pacers Saturday night. To it was. To lose to Charlotte like that, to have a historic night from Tyrese Halliburton and you know, 47 minutes and 50 seconds of pretty flawless basketball from him, obviously getting ripped by LaMelo Ball. Certainly not how he wants to end the night, but just sloppy final few minutes, just missing free throws and turnovers. It's the opposite and, of Friday night. Yeah. Look, it, that yeah. atmosphere looked fantastic. Both nights looked fantastic, right. but Friday was amazing. And, and you know, again, it is a back-to-back. Charlotte was not on a back-to-back, but still, I mean, Charlotte at home, it's one of those games where you would like to kind of have a cushion going into this week where, you know, you have a Utah and Milwaukee back-to-back coming up Wednesday and Thursday. So again, the five-game homestand for the Pacers continues. Tonight, it's San Antonio, and then Wednesday and Thursday, Utah and Milwaukee. As Andy mentioned early on, the college basketball season Tips off today, and nothing like our own Jags here in Indianapolis. The first game, that is an 11 a.m. tip, <laughs> IUPUI and Spalding. I, I heard Spalding's a, a Kentucky school. Yeah, Spalding's like, I, I literally worked probably about a mile and a half from Spalding University. Division yeah. what? Uh, I have absolutely no idea what division they are. <laughs> Two, three, something like that. NAI, I mean, yeah, yeah, they ain't D1, I, I can tell you that. And ESPN doesn't have like a, a picture for him. They have a shield. Yeah. They have a shield with a, it's like, like the an Twitter arrow. egg. Yeah, that's what ba- that's exactly gets. what it is. Uh Georgia Oregon's on True TV live from Vegas today. Does that interest you at all, little Georgia Oregon? So opening night of college basketball is horrific. Well, remember they used to do the 24-hour right. thing? I know. ESPN so we don't did? do that anymore. Nah, they quit doing that a couple years ago. I mean, I liked it. Like you have Voorhees in South Carolina State. Why can't they that play at 1 a.m.? You know what I'm saying? Why can't teacher Vo- in junior high, Lynn Voorhees? Now that you say that, think uh, yeah, South Carolina back in the lake, State, isn't that, that's Jason the pride Voorhees? Of, what? Yeah, that's Jason Voorhees. Yeah. yeah, South Carolina State, the pride of Shaq Leonard. There, uh, Purdue, Samford, six thirty tip, Big Ten Network, uh, Butler, Eastern Michigan, eight o'clock, FS1, Indiana will get underway tomorrow. That is the old Lob City, Florida Gulf Coast, six thirty on Big Ten. Do you Network. think anything of Leonard? Before we go to break here, I mean, led the team in tackles, played a lot more. Announcers talked about him a lot well, on TV. That, anything? I, I found it interesting that the snap counts actually indicated he really did not play that much more. Sagoon Alubi played all 71 defensive snaps. So literally, he, he took really? on the Zaire Franklin role. Um, Shaq Leonard, though, 39 snaps. So, I mean, Shaq was at his normal kind he of He did more role. with less, I guess. Uh, yes, I, I think that's a fair statement. Team leading 10 tackles. Um, I yeah, that's a nice number. I mean, I still don't see the splash plays from him. You know, tackle for loss, 
uh, you know, and I don't even see like the near misses. You know, sometimes you have that. I mean, you did have a Luby make that interception there late in the game. I thought he had a couple missed tackles early on, uh, but defensively, I mean, they did the heavy lifting. I, I I think you exit yesterday and think more to yourself. Man, it's never a good thing when the only nice thing you have to say about Gardner Minshew's performance is he didn't turn the ball over. Just don't do something stupid. I mean, I thought Minshew was awful with that caveat. Like, okay, he he didn't turn it over, and on the road for a backup quarterback, I guess you do have to pat him on the back. But outside of that, Andy, I thought he was terrible. Yeah, this wasn't, listen, this wasn't one of those games where you look at it and say, they're going to go beat, and you start looking at all these different teams after the bye. My thing has been, can you go 5-5? Five and five? You know, that's been my thing. It's Operation 5-5 five and five for this football team. Go beat the New England Patriots, who are not a good team, uh, who, you know, Mac Jones had a chance to play hero to drive the ball. They didn't do that on Sunday. Uh, go go to Germany. Get to 5-5. Five and five. Let's hit a reset. You get the nice long break. You get the bye week. And who knows? I mean, Tampa Bay played a high-scoring game. we got to get to C.J. Stroud at some point. I want to get to that because... Because, I mean, Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young are all going to be connected. But this is Operation 5-5. Five and five. Get to 5-5. Five and five, Get to your bye week. Get some guys healthy. Obviously, Grover Stewart, with the suspension, won't be back. But kind of huddle everybody together and have a chance to beat Tampa Bay in three weeks. That's my thing. Slight favorite uh, heading into Germany. The Colts in that one. I saw one and a half points that opening up the line. Again, the Colts will practice Wednesday and Thursday here before boarding a flight to play in Frankfurt coming up on Sunday. Uh, all right, we'll certainly take your reactions to it all. K Bowen 1070 on Twitter at the only Sweeney on Twitter. We'll do some calls a little bit later in the seven o'clock hour. 317-239-1070. We could, emphasis on could, have a rather notable guest join us later in the show. We'll keep you posted if we get any confirmation on that. Good Monday morning to you. Thank you for tuning in. This is the wake up call with KB and Andy right here on 93.5-1075 the fan. The morning checkdown. Omaha! 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 On 935 and 107.5 The Fan. All right, morning checkdown. We'll get you ready with all the scores uh, from yesterday and over the weekend. Obviously, Colts winners 27-13 against Carolina. In Carolina, the Colts improved to 4-5 and five on the season. Frank Reich, 1-7. We can talk about later on if he lasts. Uh, I don't think that's going to be too long of a marriage there with Frank Reich and the Carolina Panthers. The star yesterday, Kenny Moore. He had family in town. Here's Kenny Moore post game. I was just talking about this earlier. Um, I know my twin sister is going to be. She she probably thinks she's a good luck charm. Maybe she is, but uh, I think we got to keep them keep them at the game. Maybe they got to go to Germany or something. He got to expedite those passports, right? <laughs> Get them off to Germany as he plays his former team, Kenny Moore, originally an undrafted free agent of the New England Patriots. So the Colts moved to four and five on the year. Walgreens, we need those passports ASAP. Come on. <laughs> Don't think the Colts are going there this week if they need to expedite anything. The, 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 the poor staff has to run a guy down to the post office somewhere. Come on, can you guys take this picture uh, real printer's quick? Printer's broken here. We got to scramble. Week nine in the NFL. Boy, quite the entertainment. Uh, several places. How about C.J. Stroud? 470 yards. Five touchdown passes for him. A thrilling comeback by the Texans. And they also had a running back kick a field goal and make it, That was awesome, yeah. He had the the black visor on and everything, you know? You should get more than three (laughs) points for that, I feel like. 
Yeah, and he had a kickoff, too, that wasn't too bad. Drove it to, like, the four-yard line or something like that. Uh, The Chiefs win in Germany. The Ravens look very legit. Andy's Giants stink. Antonio Pierce and the Raiders get their interim head coaching win. So is that the Jeff Saturday interim win? You get the first one, but then you don't get any more? Uh, I mean, the Raiders aren't very good, but I I think I disagree with you. I mean, Jeff Saturday was on on like ESPN NFL Live. Antonio Pierce has been either a college or an NFL coach now for like a decade. How about if the playoffs started today, every single AFC North team would be in the playoffs? Yeah, the Bengals won last night. Now, right. they didn't move up at all because Cleveland won and the Steelers won on Thursday and uh, and everything else. But the Bengals look a lot better. I, I just, there's a couple teams, KB, I'm off on. And you know I've been off on bu- uh, on Buffalo. I just, they just don't have any injuries, but they just don't have it. I don't know what to tell you. I've just, I, I mean, the Cowboys, I, I know they were right there. They had a couple tough games. That That's a couple tough plays. That's an interesting one. That was the big game, the 425 game yesterday with the Colts blowing out the Panthers and the Raiders blowing out the Giants. But I think I'm off on the Dolphins too, man. I mean, they face a good team and they don't win. It's clear. They face a good team and they do not win. They beat up on a bunch of bums this season. I, I'm, just, I'm just off on the Dolphins right now. It'll be the Chargers and Jets here Monday Night Football. <laughs> Is that a good out. game? Uh, no. Not really, no. no. <laughs> but Justin Herbert against that defense, I think, is decent. Okay. Decent Zach Wilson in prime time? No, thank you. That's a Manning cast game. Is it really? Well, it we should be, it, right? Should oh, are they, they're, no, they're not it, in yeah, it's, this it, week? They're back for the next three straight weeks. Are they? Good. Yeah, that'll entertain us. Who are they going to have well, on? Do and, we know who they're going to have on? I'll look it up. And honestly, locally for this market, the entertainment tonight, hopefully, will be Victor Webanyama taking on the Pacers. Again, he's not listed on the injury report. The Spurs did play yesterday afternoon. The game went into overtime. Webanyama played a season-high 38 minutes. Andy, this is their first back-to-back of the season, so it's not like we have any kind of pass precedent to go off of here. Uh, with how San Antonio's handled things so far. Um, he is averaging 20.5 points per game, 8 rebounds, nearly 3 blocks. He has certainly turned it over a decent amount, but by all accounts, it's been quite the start for the number 1 overall pick. All right, a couple college things we need to get to. College basketball underway locally tonight. Purdue hosting Samford. You can catch that one at 6.30 on the Big Ten Network. And then, you That's know, the Alabama Samford? Uh, I believe so. And I totally failed. I meant to text Mark Dykin, uh, Dykin last night. We needed the Tom Allen snapping. How do we not? I mean, we got to honor Shout Tom out Allen. To the fighting Tom Allen. Yeah, Tom Allen in Indiana, 2014 winners over Wisconsin. That's a yuck if you're Wisconsin, by the way. That ain't good. Purdue absolutely blown out uh, at Michigan. Whether they knew their plays or not, 41 13, Purdue now 2 How about and 7. The blow by handshake by Ryan Walters and the backdoor cover by Ryan Walters. Uh, I, yeah, I don't think Carball cares. Just He's got more to worry man. about. Yeah, Harbaugh's more to worry about than yeah than Walter's a blow by handshake on a two and seven Purdue uh, team. And, and you know, to be fair, Indiana's played better football here as of late. Obviously, the Penn State game, they were highly competitive throughout that game. You know, certainly you know, deep into the fourth well, quarter. Rutgers there. was 14-14 in halftime on the road. Um, I know Wisconsin had some key injuries in that one, but still, uh, Indiana beating Wisconsin at home. And if you look at November, Illinois, Michigan State, Purdue, you would. You see several winnable opportunities there for Indiana, so we'll see if they can end the season on some sort of positive note. And yeah, awful by Notre Dame on Saturday in Clemson. They set the tone early with just some awful mistakes by really some of their best players. 
and they had about 19 drives to potentially tie the game there in the second half. Hartman and, was in the terrible. Fourth quarter, and Sam Hartman was, terrible. was very bad in that one. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger joining the Manning cast tonight. That's one of <laughs> one of the guests. I like that. Oh, well, maybe I take back what I said about the Manning cast being appointment television tonight. I mean, these are one, and we're starting to get into this time, Andy, with college basketball starting. This is a night where you're just you're in scramble mode with the remote. I mean, if you are a Purdue Pacer NFL fan, <laughs> you're Big Ten right. Network here, and you're, oh my gosh, is Bally actually going to function for an entire week? ESPN, this and that, Butler's on FS1. So, again, uh, it gets busy here now in the month of November and December as we start to juggle some basketball to go along with, obviously, the Colts and the NFL. I don't want to watch Zach Wilson. I want to watch Micah Shrewsbury. Yeah, why are you hating on Arnold, by the way? Like, I, just, I guess I'm just... You I'm know. not watching the Manny cast to hear him. <laughs> Who else is it, Mark? I don't know. That's the only one that they, they've announced so far. Like, I don't care. It's not drawing me to the TV, but it's also not, like, uh, like repellent well, I have, on me I as have well. I said this before. I would just rather have... And they have done this this season. They have, I think, dialed back on the number of guests. I would just rather have Peyton and well, Eli I don't di- more. I don't disagree. Yeah, because guests can be hit or miss. They have a bad connection, right. whatever it may be. I mean, even sure. Rodgers had an awful connection, and I actually enjoyed when when Rodgers was on. Uh, whenever that was, last week or a couple weeks ago. All right, on the other side, let's get back into the Colts and the Panthers. 27-13 yesterday, the three-game losing streak is over. Frank Reich's football team looked rather inept, to say the least. Uh, plenty to recap from the Colts and the Panthers. We'll take your calls as well, 317-239-1070. Good Monday morning to you. Thanks for spending it with us. It is the Wake Up Call with KB and Andy right here on 93.5, 107.5, The Fan. All right, it's Operation Get to Five. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. 5 and 5, going to be the Patriots and Colts, 9.30. A little wake up, I like that. And by the way, I just got word that that is um, going to air on Fox locally. Uh, I know it's an NFL Network national Yeah, I figured it would, yeah. Uh, that'll be Rich Eisen, Jason McCourty, and company. Zach Kiefer, by the way, um, scheduled to join us later in the week. Andy, he was at Kansas City, Miami. Uh, 
the Athletic is not uh, telling him to stay over there for Colts Patriots, shockingly. <laughs> uh, but he was over there uh, for the uh, Chiefs and Dolphins yesterday, so looking forward to chat with him. And tomorrow we'll have one of the Colts uh, operations uh, staff members who p- pretty much has you know had a huge role in getting ready for this game. I mean, it's a massive, massive ordeal with equipment and passports and all of that and playing over in Frankfurt. This is a lot different than London. I mean, London was kind of a NFL knew what the hell it was. It was pretty much same old, same old year after year. This is the first ever game in Frankfurt. Chiefs-Dolphins was. So this has been a new experience for yeah, the, the ga- NFL. Yeah, the game stunk too. Uh, the game uh, stunk. I guess late yet a little entertainment, but yeah, uh, it was a very. You know, I'm all about play some slow. of these great games uh, in the United States with the taxpayer money going to the stadiums. Anyway, uh, we won't get into my soap opera. Two three nine ten seventy. Uh, if you want to react now, the Patriots upcoming. Kenny Moore did the damn thing on Sunday, and listen, I, I know they made him look bad. By the way, Gus Bradley, did you see him get knocked over on the sideline? Yeah. I was worried about him there for a second. Yeah, I got nervous there. For yeah, a second. I got nervous. I just he did hop back up. I, you know, a couple things. I want to get to the Ursay video, which was absolutely awesome. But Bryce, awesomely uncomfortable. Oh, I loved it. Bryce Young. Poor Shane Steichen. Okay, Bryce Young. I, I think. Listen, is it wrong to just wonder out loud if he stinks? If if he is if he's a bust when it comes to the number one pick. I mean, they so badly wanted him. He looks small. He looks, and the one thing he was supposed to be, guys, was he was supposed to be a decisive and a precision passer. He was supposed to have next-level accuracy, and I don't think he's very good. I I know all the, listen, I guess I I can pick Carolina to win this game. I read this game totally wrong. Uh, Maybe I didn't totally with how the Colts played on offense, but, I mean, I look at Bryce Young, and then you look at C.J. Stroud and what he He's done with the Texans, and I'm not trying to pump up too much of what Anthony Richardson did in limited time. Listen, if you know listening to this show, Anthony Richardson absolutely has something to prove by staying on the field and being healthy. This is a guy that has not been healthy, KB, but he showed flashes, did he not? Like, we feel like if we read right now, if we were in the middle of the season, and maybe Anthony had dealt with a couple injuries. He left a game or two. Hell, maybe he missed a game or two. There would be the conversation around him being healthy. But we would feel like he's the guy. I, Carolina's got to be scared bleepless because they're barreling towards, what, two wins this season? And Frank Reich ain't going to be there. He may not have wanted Bryce Young in the long run. Well, good, because Frank Reich's not going to be there sulking on the sideline. That Carolina game, that Carolina, just everything about them stunk it up yesterday. And good on the Colts for making them feel that way. But Bryce Young as the number one overall pick, I don't see it. And I haven't seen it all season. Yeah, I, I don't see any semblance of poise yesterday and I always thought that was a thing in Alabama he had such a great great uh, trait of was uh, always poised you know always eyes down the field step ahead of things uh, the pocket would collapse around him and he'd be able to hand it, handle it really really well I also think and, and I was concerned about it entering the game and I you know, I felt like the Colts would win this game but I thought to myself man I'm putting some eggs in the Gus Bradley can your defense dictate to them basket and that's not a basket that no. I feel very confident well, that's in. the reason I picked crap Carolina especially with Zaire Franklin out sure and you know with no Grover Stewart no Zaire Franklin I thought early on your defense set the tone again Buckner was absolutely a wrecking ball in those first couple series of the game and then Kenny Moore, 
certainly we're going to see the highlights of the two pick sixes endlessly. He's going to be the AFC Defensive Player of the Week for that. But Andy, look at what Adam Thielen did yesterday. I mean, he's the one guy. If there's one skill player that that has been really potent for Carolina this year and certainly has a reputation, it is Thielen. I don't think – did he have a catch in the first half? If he did, it went for nowhere, and it was late in the first half. He had five for 29, but no, he's very much been a number one type wide receiver for them this season. He's averaging eight catches a game. Yeah, and he's been their only guy. Uh, Yeah, one catch for three yards at halftime. And to me, again – so much of it is that sets a tone. I mean, that is twenty to three at half, or you know, after well, it was twenty three after the Kenny yeah pick six there late in the first half. That sets the tone, and I know certainly Carolina had a moment there early in the fourth quarter where it was like, oh man, if they punch this in and it goes to twenty seventeen, like uh, this is really going to be game pressure on the Colts without question. Uh, but I thought what your defense did early on, the interior pressure on a small quarterback, is exactly what the recipe needs to be. And then when you have opportunities to make plays, you make them. You know, Carolina dropped an interception or two yesterday. Kenny Moore did not drop those opportunities, and he obviously took them the other way. So, yes, Carolina is bad. They are a one-win football team for many reasons that you saw yesterday. They committed so many just brutal penalties. How about the offsides on the punt? <laughs> I miss the NFL. Patriots did that. Patriots did that on a, I believe, on a punt as well. Gave the Commanders a first round to end up, uh, end up hurting them for I sure. Mean, just, uh, yeah. I mean, if you're Frank Wright, well, there's then... nothing good. Miles Sanders. I mean, he had a couple nice runs. It was preening on the sideline, doing a, doing a first down, due to 39 yard rush, 39 yards rushing. They're like, he's running hard today. Like Chuba Hubbard is still their starter. How do they you de- stink. How do you I describe the Jim Irsay dancing okay. video postgame? Okay, so if you haven't seen it, there's Meek Mill. I did ask Mark, can we play any of the Meek Mill song? He said probably only um, the probably instrumental. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I love- we could hum it. I love how, okay, so I tweeted this out. If you haven't seen the video, it's Ursay, and there's a couple players around him who are egging him on, and Meek Mill's playing in the background. He's dancing. He's going low, right? And that's what that's the way you say it, right? I, I got He's I, going I got low. I got, when Shane Steichen had a... Well, like, let go of his hand. I, I got so. <laughs> so nervous. that's it. The left hand of Jim Ursay is being held by Shane Steichen. And by the way, Steichen's smiling probably as much as I've ever seen him smile in a few months here on the job in Indianapolis. Uh, so Shane Steichen is holding. Now he's holding most of the hand of Jim Ursay. And then as Ursay is dancing. It's like I'm crossing the street with Rose. Yes. As Ursay is dancing, Steichen loses a, a finger of Ursay's. And then he loses two. And then it's Shane Steichen is kind of just calmly holding maybe two fingers of Jim Mercedes and then he lets go all together. It like, was like helping an elderly person across the road. I absolutely loved it. I was like, does she want me to come out to the dance floor or does she not want me to come out to the dance floor there? I don't know how many people how many of you watch The Office, but you remember the dinner party episode where Jan is trying to dance with Jim and Jim is sitting down in the chair? Yeah. That's what I felt Shane Steichen That's and Jim exactly Mercedes were doing. You think Shane Steichen's thinking to himself, if I hold on for another three or four seconds, that means the second contract is mm-hmm. a little bit more lucrative oh, yeah. than if I let go right now. Well, yeah. that's that's the worst part. Was Steichen was I'm watching it again. Steichen was the one that was in a bad spot. Oh, here. it's a no win situation. He, he was he was yeah. the only one. The players are dancing. Everyone's no win situation. Yeah, it was just Steichen has to think we just won the game and I'm the one here that's in a bad spot. Yeah, uh, Jim Irsay cutting a rug to say the least. Mark, will you retweet? That? I know all of us pretty much <laughs> have, but retweet that from the show account. Uh, Jim Irsay dancing in the post game locker room 
yesterday after the Colts had their three-game losing streak. He looks yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Now, who was egging him on? I couldn't quite see. Was it? I know Grant was, Stewart entered the mix there okay. late. Was it EJ Speed? I thought it was EJ Speed that kind of got things going. I think it was kind of all, all the linebackers um, getting after it there. It's a good, definitely more floor. rhythm than his "We Will Rock You" one. <laughs> Oh, boy, we got to play the We Will Rock You audio at some point this morning. It's a good pub for Meek Mill, I guess. Yeah, great pub for Mr. Mill. <laughs> Is it, though? <laughs> I don't know. Isn't you- Meek Mill the guy who's with, uh, with uh, Kraft in New England? Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah I think he, so I think, could he be over in Germany? Well, I think Meek Mill's the one that has a relationship with the New England Patriots, so I don't know. Now, I, now, I'm, now, I'm, now I'm not liking it. I think we were kind of expected this game five for the return of Jonathan Taylor, and this was bell cow Jonathan Taylor. He was the unquestioned lead back. There was a clear number one and number two. Uh, Taylor had 23 touches in the game. Zach Moss had seven uh, I think Taylor had the first seven touches of the game. There was a point late first half, Andy, which told me, oh, wow, this is this is a change. This is continuing in the direction of Jonathan Taylor is here on the depth chart, and Zach Moss is clearly below him on the depth chart. They had a drive just for the two-minute warning. I love what you're saying here. This was one of my points. And Moss love started it. the drive. Yes, he did. Two-minute warning happens. Yes, he did. Come back from the two-minute warning. Taylor goes into the game. We haven't really seen that from the Colts. Typically, it's been, you've got your drive, I've got my drive, and you don't see a lot of interchanging Bingo. from the running backs within the drives. We saw that there. So, I mean, however you want to look at it, Taylor had 18 carries, Moss had seven. Taylor had five catches, Moss wasn't even targeted in the passing game. Snap count-wise, uh, Taylor, I think, had 40, yeah, 45 of the 61 snaps, and Zach Moss had 13. So... This has been the trend that we've started to see. And again, in the second half, Andy, I think that was a big question of, okay, are the Colts going to stick with Taylor? They tried to establish him to a degree, but you didn't have a whole lot of success really with that. And again, you didn't really have any offensive success at all after halftime. It was punt after punt after punt. But we certainly saw a heavy focus of Jonathan Taylor is the number one running back. And Zach Moss is number two. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, we didn't talk about this particular point, but one of the main things I wrote down was at the at the two minute warning when they went to Jonathan Taylor. I thought, okay, this is different than what we have seen them do the last few weeks. And you mentioned forty five out of sixty one snaps. Moss just getting thirteen snaps. Is that the way? I don't know. Is is that the way it's going to be I think going so. yeah. forward? Uh, you know, when they do the, hey, we're going to ride the hot hand, I think that was good for maybe, what, two games? They could get away with that rhetoric for two games, and then it's like, okay, Jonathan Taylor is the guy. It's time to go. He's had a touchdown with the last couple games. I mean, Jonathan Taylor is the guy, and you're seeing it. To me, To me, this is the role that you need to play Zach Moss in. I, I, I know it's unfortunate for him. He played so well earlier in the year, but when Jonathan Taylor's back, when the big dog's ready to go, and he's got his contract, he's got his feet under him. He's got his money. He's ready to go. That's why he gets 45 of the 61 snaps. But then bringing him back on the other end of that two-minute warning told me they were doing something differently offensively. Well, and also when you look at when Moss entered the game, again, Taylor had the first seven touches of the game if you're just looking at either Taylor or Moss uh, getting a carrier or, or having a catch. When Moss did go in there late first quarter, and he had quick success. You know, that fresh back had some success. That was that 15-play field goal drive that ended up giving you that early lead and obviously you 
padded it from from there. So um, I like how they handled those two running backs yesterday. But man, that offense performance that was that was just like damn. This is so not entertaining. <laughs> no playmaking whatsoever, especially from the passing game. I, does Josh Downs mean that much? I mean, Downs exited very early. Uh, Shane Sagan said afterwards it was the knee injury that he battled last week. We saw him limited Thursday, limited Friday. Uh, it was questionable for the game. Um, what do you? Did he have one? Did he even have a catch? He had one catch, maybe. Well, I knew he was going to play when yeah, they he had one catch for ten yards. When they put up, uh, hey, we're icy out there, and they put Josh Downs on the official Colts Twitter account uh, at like two o'clock today, or like two o'clock yesterday. That's when I figured he was for sure going to play. You asked me, does Zach uh, or does does Josh Downs mean that much? My answer would be absolutely, because he is ten steps ahead of Isaiah McKenzie, right? I mean, yeah, I think McKenzie we can't do a damn thing. Well, in my opinion, I think we acknowledge Downs means a lot, but Gardner Minshew is still awful. Josh Downs exiting the game should not mean your passing offense looks like that. Well, how much is Alec the offense? Pierce played every single sure. offensive snap. Had two snap. targets. Every single offensive snap and had as many catches as you. Okay, so let me ask you this then. How, how big, um, like on a day like today, how big of a deal is how bad the offense was? Yeah, I think it's something that in the immediate reactionary part of the game, you obviously celebrate the win. Kenny Moore, DeForest Buckner, Matt Gay. You know, again, I thought Pittman coming back, staying in the game, was a big deal. Uh, that was a huge hit he took. He had a couple of very important catches there late in the first half when the game was still in doubt. But if you're going to look big picture, and if you're going to ask me the question, hey, Kevin, do you think what you saw yesterday gives you a better feeling the Colts can win three or four in no. a row? No. No. I mean, the best thing Minshew did yesterday. Which, to be fair, this is a box he has not checked this season, and it's a box that every backup quarterback needs to check. I mean, hell, Mark saw it yesterday with his Bears. Does your backup quarterback turn the ball over or not? He didn't turn it over. Now, I mean, Carolina had some picks that you know were in their hands and just didn't come down with them, but that's the only compliment I can give to Minshew. So, yes, I mean, your passing offense, particularly when you play some of these better defenses on the schedule, um, yeah, you, you you have to have more than, than that. Again, Downs, I think, is a notable loss, but I'm not going to act like all of a sudden without him in the lineup, your offense looks anemic. No, and this Carolina team, I mean, their, their defense is not good, obviously, so you were hoping for a little bit more, especially in the second half. Coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, KB, I want to ask a question to Colts fans because I am conflicted on what to think. I'm putting myself in the Colts fan's shoes. Uh, someone on the YouTube chat brought this up as well. I, I'd rather have a O'Connell than, than Bryce Young. Is that a hot take? Uh, I think it's still a little early for that. He won. He won a game in the NFL yesterday. Does Ain't Bryce no Young Connell. have Devonte Adams, <laughs> Josh Jacobs with him? No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Who's the guy on the line? Mason Crosby. Oh man, he was throwing people. He's Max, th- Max, Max Crosby. Crosby. Right? Mason Crosby's no, the kicker. Ma- Mason I hope Crosby's Max Bowen the turns kicker. Into Max Crosby one day. <laughs> Max, I tell you, he picked the Colts. Did he not? Did Max pick the Colts? He did finally a win. Now, did you egg him on a little bit? Say, hey, son, uh, you know this one. This one might be one you might want to just go with the oh, the I, team in white or what? What happened? I thought the Colts, but yeah, I, that's five in a row that he's picked the Colts there. So I, I guess he was due. What's his record, by the way? Do you uh, have exactly any idea? the Colts record. He's he's four and five on the year. So he's four I think and he's five. He's off like ten dollars. Okay, good for him. Yeah, piggy banks getting a little full. Uh, well, we, we, kids still have piggy banks. For a while there, we were tr- Max does. Uh, yep. For a while there, does we, he really? We mm-hmm. were trending towards uh, community college. No. 
<laughs> After he lost four in a row. Well, that's even more emphasis on your Pacers over under. Did you, uh, cre- which, boy, three and three? I'm. A, I need this one tonight. For Did the you create a uh, a Max Bowen email address? When he was born, because I was thinking, should I do that for my son? Yeah, actually, Maddie did that. Did she really? Uh-huh. Yeah, and we we have a thing where we uh, on their birthdays we send them an an email, and then oh, you know, see, that's a bit, that's very nice. So there you one go. Day they will. I'm glad I asked. Up. Yeah, is there any more millennial parent thing than that? <laughs> well, I thought about. It. I haven't done that, and like my wife just would not do that. So I'm like, do I want to do that? And of course, now someone's going to go in and steal that URL from me from you know Gmail or whatever. Littlegas23 yeah, at gmail.com. Someone's going to end up taking that from me. But I want to ask the Colts a question. Colts fans, a question. I'm watching that game yesterday, and there's something that I don't know. How's that for a tease? I just don't know the answer. I like that. That is Andy Sweeney. I am Kevin Bowen. Mark Dykton with us, as always. A nice start here to this Monday. Temperature-wise, looks to be great here the first couple of days of this week, so enjoy it while you can. We'll discuss that. Much more on the Colts here on the other side. It is the Wake Up Call with KB and Andy. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. All right, 8 o'clock hour, hanging out, drivehubler.com studios. Busy day here on the fan. Query and company coming up at noon. JMV uh, at 3 o'clock. Colts roundtable at 5.30. And then a big one. I know, KB, you're jacked up. Pacers and Spurs tonight at 6.30. Our coverage here on the fan. Uh, Go ahead. You're raising your hand. We got some good news. Kenny Moore going to be joining the show at 8.30. 30, so to wake him up, mark your calendars here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, day Kenny. off. Yeah, Did you see Shane Steichen. That's a day off. Post game locker room. Day off Monday. Day off Tuesday. Typically, teams do that as you get in the back half of the season. So. Uh, Kenny Moore joining us coming up at 8.30. Looking forward to that one. Uh, I have a couple different questions, but before we dive into one, have you seen the Eagles coach on the sideline in the red thong? Have you seen? Oh, have you seen yeah, any of this? Of that. Mark, did you happen to see uh, this yeah. on the my internet eyes, at all? My eyes saw it, and my <laughs> eyes are still trying to figure out what. So if exactly you're on, I saw. if you're on, was Eagle, that Connor Stallions? Uh, well, I have no idea who it was. Uh, there's a coach on the Eagles, a player personnel, somebody. Okay, I'm not exactly sure if this gentleman has been identified, and he gets knocked over on a play. And when he gets up, his shirt on the back rides up a little bit, and there is a uh, there is a red g-string looking type item that it looks like he's wearing. I'm just wondering what's going to be done with this story over the next few hours, KB. By the time we get in here tomorrow, how much do you think this this story will have progressed in the NFL world? Yeah, I, I really hope none at all. <laughs> The Eagles have a bye week, mercifully. Do they have a bye which week? Which I guess you could look at that and say that, that means it? more time they can concentrate. I was about to say, yeah, we don't have story. to worry about football anymore. By the way, that Jalen Hurts touchdown to Devontae Smith. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, my gosh. 
That was yeah, incredible. It is. AJ Brown had a, had a, had another touchdown because, of course, they did. I mean, just yeah, flawless by Jalen Hurts. Talking about watching your en- watching your enemies. I was almost rooting for the Cowboys in that game because I'm so damn tired of Philadelphia. Uh, and then, of course, the Cowboys do what they do and they find a way uh, to lose that game. I know you wanted to get into yeah, go the, ahead. the the rookie quarterbacks and you know obviously CJ Stroud's day yesterday. Certainly Bryce Young. Um, you know here with Anthony Richardson. Uh, but I do want to talk about Kenny Moore here, Jeff, for just a second before he joins us coming up at the bottom of the hour. Um, you know, lightning in a bottle. Uh, that's what, you know, they describe him as. I think it was a nickname kind of given to him in the Eberflus era. I think that's such a perfect description to describe him as a player because there's so many times throughout his history in the NFL, and again, an undrafted free agent. Um, The Colts have very specific measurements on what they want in cornerbacks. And that 2017 offseason, they're starting to claim players at the final roster cut down for that year. And 5'9", 100 and whatever, 80 pounds, that doesn't check the Colts parameter box at corner. But Chris Ballard said to Kevin Rogers, one of their scouts, okay, fine, if you really want him. And Kevin Rogers, who's been a longtime scout for the Colts, kind of stood on a table for Kenny and said, no, his wingspan makes up for uh, his lack of height, his instincts as well. Let's give him a chance. Colts gave a chance on him, and the rest, of course, is history. And his instincts, Andy, are absolutely incredible. I mean, how many times do you watch a Colts game and an opposing team throws a screen towards Kenny Moore's side, or they do something on the perimeter in Moore's direction, and he avoids a block, makes a play at the line of scrimmage, tackle for loss. He's got like eight or nine tackles for losses on the year. That is the most in the NFL for any corner. And then obviously yesterday, the instincts just to be in the right spot on both of those interceptions. He seemingly was right there. He would have made the tackle right on Miles Sanders had that screen been completed early in the fourth quarter. And then obviously he was ready to step in front of that Bryce Young throw once some pressure was created in the pocket for the pick six. He's reaching the age of 30. You know, he's 28 years old. Again, he's in a contract year. Andy, for that position, that can be kind of a breaking point of, eh, no, no, no. Corner's reaching the age of 30. I don't want anything to do with that. His instincts, though, make me think he can continue to give you quality football for the next couple of years. Uh, It's not just his quickness and his athleticism, which obviously are very good as well, but it's those instincts that have me thinking, this is a guy that you bring back at a position where, again, you drafted a bunch of outside corners. You don't really have that inside slot corner. Um, What an incredible day yesterday for Kenny Moore. One of the greatest days, really, you're going to see from a Colts defender of all time, and he uh, very much deserves the AFC Defensive Player of the Week that he should be getting. Yeah, I guess I'll ask you, what do you think they actually do with him? And you have to remember, this is, what, three, four days? He has this sort of game three, four days after he's one of the guys we talked about. If you're not going to sign him, would he be valuable to go trade him? And then he comes out against the Carolina Panthers yesterday and wins you the damn football game. Right. Like it's just it's interesting how those things work. I don't know. What was the contract talk last year that you guys had with him? Well, he was upset with the amount of money he was making and that if you looked at where he ranked kind of cornerback money wise, he felt like he was in. And I forget the exact number. He's making between six and eight million. I, mean, I want like, to say like he was like the 20 something highest paid corner yeah. or something in there. And, and then, you know, this gets in the back and forth of, OK, his value. Is he an outside corner? 
because he does both for the Colts. I right. mean, when they are in their base defense, he does play outside, and then he slides into the nickel or that slot, which, again, those guys tend to make a little bit less money than the guys that line up outside. To me, and I don't think this is you know recency bias just to yesterday, and part of it has to do with what you have on the depth chart. You know, when you talk about re-signing Zach Moss, well, I mean, you have Jonathan Taylor. You talk about re-signing a Julian Blackman, it's like, well, you know, do you want to see Nick Cross in more of an expanded role? Andy, you got nobody at corner that that plays his role. Um, so I look at his age and think, I don't know, three years, super front-loaded, maybe get out of that back end of year three at some point when he does get into his 30s. But his instincts, it's just, it, it, it's hard to measure, it's hard to kind of quantify that, but he has such a knack for being in the right place at the right time. It's hard to teach that. And, you know, Zaire Franklin, I thought I had a great tweet after the game yesterday in describing Kenny and basically, Zaire had kind of three um, three words to use in describing him. Saying, like leader. Wasn't yeah, it leader, something like that? Leader was the first one. Um, inspiration was the second one. And then playmaker was the third. And then each of those, they all make total sense to me. Obviously, leader, his work ethic is second to none. How he carries himself in that locker room, I think, is something that this whole team can kind of get behind. The story of him is very inspiring. Not only did he go to Valdosta State and he was an undrafted free agent, he wasn't really even a big-time high school football player at all until very late in his high school age. And then playmaker. Um, He is certainly that in the run game and in the pass game as well. Um, So just what a day for Kenny Moore. I guess my... My take on him or my support for him, if the Colts wanted to give him, like you mentioned, he probably wants a third year on that contract, no matter where he's going to go, perhaps even a fourth year. I don't know what the market will look like for Kenny Moore. He's a very good player. He's very vital to what they're doing around here. Is And, I, and again, this might be why they would not sign him. I would view this as a reason that you would sign him, is that their corners aren't making any money right now. They're all young guys who are on rookie deals, right? I mean, you've already got young guys on the outside. So you're not spending a bunch of money at that position, given that you have a bunch of guys who are either undrafted or late-round picks or even Juju Brents being a second-rounder. It's not like he's commanding 14 mil a year, right? It's nothing like that. So, um, you know, what to do with Kenny Moore? Uh, Listen, he was a beast. I can't wait to talk to him. I mean, good for him. He had a big game yesterday. Yeah, again, Kenny family Moore, in attendance. Good for him. Going to be joining us at 8.30. We'll see if the sisters can somehow get a few you know, seats on the plane to Germany here coming up later this week. Uh, you wanted to get to Bryce Young, kind of the rookie well, QB class here? Yeah, okay. So I just wanted to ask a, a question. And now, obviously, there's only one... You know, there's there's not a big difference when you go and you look at the schedules um, and you look at you know who they beat and everything else. I mean, the Houston Texans right now are four and four, and the Colts are four and five. And the Colts earlier this season went into Houston with C.J. Stroud, and they beat the Houston Texans with Anthony Richardson looking really good. And then obviously he goes out with the concussion. In comes Gardner Minshew, and that's before we really knew kind of what the the gist was going to be the injury situation was going to be for Anthony Richardson. But I want to bring up I want to bring up just just a couple things. Number 1. 
Do you feel like, let's move Bryce Young aside because I've told you what I think of him. I mean, right now, he's, to me, looks small, indecisive, he's not accurate, and there's not I a lot of wild... the second word that worries me the most is the lack of decisiveness and poise. Yeah. Because that was, to that, me, the that best was him. quality. Well, that this was him. will offset the lack of yeah, size. Yeah, it's going to offset everything. And so, like, I'm, I, you know, he, he does not look the part. He's not making wild plays. Let's move him aside. Do you feel like, like I'm watching yesterday and the Texans come back and C.J. Stroud's ridiculous and he is going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. I mean, unless he gets injured, unless something happens here on the back end of the season, KB, it's going to happen. And I still don't think, I mean, the Texans are 4-4. and They're 10th right now in the AFC. They're not going to win the AFC South. They're not going to be better than Jacksonville this season. But they're also, I don't know, they feel Fun. I guess that's my point. They have a fun atmosphere. They have a rookie head coach, just like the Colts. Okay, and the Colts have had a couple fun atmospheres early on in the season at Lucas Oil. And they have had, even though, again, they're going to be around a 500 team, they have had their quarterback in C.J. Stroud be the talk and be the conversation in the NFL. I mean, he had 470 yards and five touchdowns. Leads a game-winning drive with like 45 seconds to go. They had less than a minute, didn't they? Are the Texans living kind of the season that the Colts fan wanted to live this year? Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it. Is that a fair assumption? And so, number one, and now... Let's be honest, the Colts won yesterday, and they could go to 5-5, five and five, and we could be sitting here next Monday, and there could ab- it, it could absolutely be the case that the Colts could have the better record. So it's not even a record thing. It's a new coach. It's your quarterback is one of the most talked-about guys in the league, and you feel so damn good about him. And I'll even say, you know, without Downs and, and without Jonathan Taylor, I mean, I thought, at least on paper, you look at Michael Pittman, that, that the Colts have better weapons than than the Texans and CJ Stroud is making Tank Dell yeah, uh, Nico or Collins Nico Collins and I mean their leading running back in that game on Sunday was Devin Singletary. Damian Pierce has been terrible. They can't run the football at a high clip. So, you know, I'm watching these games and I'm thinking it's unfortunate even the Colts got a nice win yesterday and again could go to 5 and 5 that that the Houston Texans are kind of living the dream that you wanted to see this year. That's number one. And number two, you mentioned this. I'll give you credit. You said, Andy, this game, I, I think it was on Friday. You know, Bobby Knight stuff was on Thursday a lot. And Friday we got into the Colts and you said, you know, this is the mock draft game. This is the mock draft game. If the Colts lose... If the Colts lose this game, they're going to go uh, to what three and six on the season, and we are going to come in here and we're going to talk about mock draft. You know, you're you're going to look at teams like Chicago and the Giants and the Bears. I already said the Bears and a bunch of the and Arizona and oh, hell, they do have two picks. The, the Green Bay Packers and and Carolina and all these teams. You say, okay, where where realistically are we going to kind of be in the in in the draft? And then they win, and it's. It's a good win, and Kenny Moore has a special moment, and the defense plays well, but Jonathan Taylor had six carries for seven yards in the second half, and the offense was ugly, and it was. It was ugly. We could could say what it was. Gardner Minshew was whatever, threw for a buck 40, whatever it was, four or five yards per completion. It is what it is. And so that, like, the fiber of that is not going to get a lot better this season because the quarterback play is what it is in the defense, whatever. 
I, I just how many I'm I'm trying to figure out the percentage of Colts fans today that are yes they want I mean listen you see Ursay and Steichen and the players dancing listen they want to win I, I'm moving them aside KB I, just how many fans are very conflicted right now with we want to win we want to beat these bad teams like Carolina and New England okay we want to be in these games we want to beat a good team. But that also means you might draft 10th. Like, it, it's it's the old draft position, right? You win. I think this is a team that could win seven games. I think the Colts can go seven and 10. That's not cra- Is that crazy for me to think they can win seven games this season if Minshew's healthy and Jonathan Taylor and Pittman and everybody else, Kenny Moore, is healthy? And I don't know, for the life of me, I can't get a good read on... What the fan thinks here is the fan conflicted, or or is it eighty percent of you guys are like, no, we want to win games. We're holding out hope. Let's get to five and five, like you said, Andy. Let's get to a bye week, regroup, get healthy, and uh, and rethink some things. Tampa Bay in a couple weeks is perhaps a winnable game, or is it? Hey, we're winning these games. We're going to win six, seven games, and that's going to get us the eleventh overall pick instead of the fifth overall pick. And I just don't know. I feel like the Colts are one of those teams that's very much in the middle, that's kind of in the purgatory of of I don't know what the majority of you all think about what's going to happen here and what needs to happen by the end of the season and how many wins absolutely matter right now. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, I, I think it's such, unfortunately, there's not a universal opinion at all and I guess part of that is fandom period but especially when you have the awkward nature of a season where in August I was one of certainly one saying this, the first thing is not about wins and losses. And I get that's such a loser mentality, but that is the reality of where your operation was at entering this year with Anthony Richardson seemingly being the starting quarterback for the entire season. And, and you know, last year you checked three awful boxes. You were bad, you were boring, and you were old at quarterback. Those are three boxes you want no part of as a franchise, let alone all three of them in the same season. Well, this year... I don't think you're bad. Right. I agree. Yesterday, you looked boring as hell offensively. <laughs> and while you're not old at quarterback, you you're, certainly don't have the yeah. franchise piece like, you know, Tennessee is going to go through ups and downs here moving forward. But even with a loss on Thursday night football, I guarantee you the reaction in Nashville yeah, is they like, feel better. Guys, yeah. Will Levis had some moments right. on a short week at Pittsburgh right. facing that defense in prime time. Had a chance cetera, to win in the final minute. Yeah. yeah. And obviously, CJ Stroud speaks for itself. So I, I don't even want to go there. So much chaos around the Raiders, and it's probably unfair to label Aiden O'Connell in where the other quarterbacks are. But you know, he would maybe even qualify as that. And obviously, Carolina, uh, at least they're seeing Bryce Young. At least like they are getting experience to it. It obviously has not gone the way they want to. But I've always said this, Andy: the quicker you can find the answer, good or bad, right, is best for your franchise. Hundred percent. And that's where the 100%. awkwardness with Richardson comes into play. Yes, we think there is a lot to like about what we saw this season. There was a lot of encouragement, but you know, Gardner Minshew playing four quarters in the road yesterday, that doubles the amount of road snaps Anthony Richardson had this season. Like that's the unfortunate Will Levis on Thursday night football at Pittsburgh, again, that doubles the amount of road action Richardson got this season. So that's where I feel like you have a performance like yesterday. And that's where the extra sting comes into play because it's like, damn. You were boring as hell offensively. You got a win, but you didn't get a win because your quarterback at all. 
it, you know, it was in spite of him. You had a historic day from Kenny Moore. Again, DeForest Buckner was great. Matt Gay, Matt Gay's banging home a 57-yard field goal. You know, Taylor and Pittman did some heavy lifting in the first quarter for you. Um, but I would say, to answer your question, overall, I still think there's a bigger chunk that is, we can get to 5-5. Five and five. I want to continue to see wins. Because last season was so, right. so bad. And, think about it. They're... You know, probably people that check out a little bit with road games. If you're a season ticket holder, you go to those games. And what have you seen when you've gone to those games? You've seen losses. So that is probably another side of it of like, man, look at the schedule. It's manageable as hell. You can easily be 5-5. Five and five. You could easily win seven games this season, if not more. Um, now, will it be enough at the end of the year? Will you be stuck in NFL purgatory of the middle of round one? It's probably possi- it's but, possible. You know yeah, how much very does possible. A creating a bit of a winning culture mean for Shane Steichen moving forward? Is that another way to look at it? Again, it's kind of hard to quantify that, but with how last season went, is that necessary? And is that something that we probably should put more credence to uh, than I than I am right now? Yeah, it, it's. I hate the topic. I want to be clear, and you're like, well, well why did you bring it up at eight, the power hour why, at eight fifteen? I hate the topic. I know in the organization. When's the last time they, you've done a power hour? They hate. They oh no. What's a power hour? It's a it's a shot of beer every. Uh, or you just you sit down with a yeah, bunch of every, thirty packs in a circle, and you guys just keep passing around beers for sixty well, minutes. I'm not going to get into sitting around in a circle <laughs> and anything that could happen there. Yeah, I believe every time the song changes, you know, a sip of beer. I guess if you want to get a little crazy pa- and a power hour is drinking. homecoming week, you could take a shot. Saturday, granted, Saturday's your answer. I'm you might be asleep by thirty minutes into the power. Taking hour. Taking a sip of beer every minute for an hour. A shot of beer. Yeah, see, that's what I thought it was as well. That's mm-hmm. what I thought it was. If you win, like... Hasn't been in your weekend plans lately? No, I do feel like... I feel I, like the, a, the, such a better person today than I did all last week. Like, this the weekend... The few times I, I attempted that in college, I always felt full as hell. Oh, drinking all that beer? Oh, yeah. I was like, this is... I mean, I, yeah, I want to order gonna pizza do. lately. I did get some... Uh, did get a 30-rack of Bush Light over the weekend. That felt good, though. The camo cups... Makes you oh, feel like is it camo cup Makes season? you feel like me and Carson Wentz are going to go out into the field and do a little turkey hunting. <laughs> I don't a, know. Like, you have a duck whistle too. <laughs> yeah, I had some deer urine that I was going to put around oh. me to uh, to attract them. A couple of reactions. Andrew says, "I'm here for the wins. Worry about the draft yeah, end sure. of the season." Nick, after the loss last week, I've been on the lose out train. Not losing to the lowly Panthers is nice because that'd be a bit of an embarrassment. But now lose out for sure, play for next season. I, I think it's very split. I mean, if you win like six, seven games, you're going to be hovering around eight to like eleven. That's where you're going to be drafting. So I, I don't know. There's, it's a good thing. Like the Colts can't be bad enough. We thought they were going to be bad. Their teams are way worse than them. I mean, their teams at the bottom has fallen out. Arizona, oh, yeah, you just, you just the one. Giants, the Bears. I mean, the Packers are. A, I mean, the Packers are going to be a five. What five? What do you think, Mark? Five, six win team. I mean, yeah. they won yesterday, but they stink. They They're not very good. Love. Yeah, I just I look around the NFL. I just I can't figure out. Now, granted, there's probably people that are saying the Colts aren't very good in well, other markets. Well, I, I would either. agree. I would say this about the Colts. The only saving grace for them, because I think they will be in draft pick purgatory this season. I, I, I do feel that way. The only saving grace, and it's a huge saving grace, is that they're not there with Minshew as their starting quarterback. Anthony Richardson will be back next year. Does that make sense? Like it's like you're this is not who your team is 
going forward. You're not you, you have a guy that you're you could almost spin it if you're the Colts and say, "We won 7 games without Anthony Richardson." That will be the battle cry if they do win a 7th game or something. And by the way, I think they can win a 7th game this season if they beat New England on Sunday. Kenny I feel Moore that. joining us in 5 minutes. Before that, let's do a morning checkdown. The morning checkdown. On 93.5 and 107.5, the fan. Yeah, 27-13, that's your final. We'll get to Kenny Moore, so I'm not going to play you any Kenny Moore sound. We're going to hear from the man himself uh, in about five minutes. Other notable games, Chiefs over the Dolphins, 21-14. The Browns continue to win 27-0 there over Arizona. Saints winners after walking into Lucas Oil last week, 24-17 over Mark Dykton's Bears. Ravens keep on going, 37-3, crushing the Seahawks. And then the big ones last night, Eagles over the Cowboys, 28-23. Bengals, 20 24-18. Buffalo right now, the nine seed in the AFC. We are on Victor Webinyama watch here locally. Pacers and Spurs tonight. That is a 7 o'clock tip. Webinyama not on the injury report. Uh, bring that up because San Antonio played yesterday. That game went into overtime yesterday afternoon in San Antonio. Uh, Webinyama played a season-high 38 minutes uh, so we will see throughout the day if there's any update on that end and if he will give it a go. Uh, San Antonio's yet to play a back-to-back this season, so we're kind of unsure on how Greg Popovich will be handling things with the number one overall pick. Uh, Andy, do you think this is the most coveted road game ticket, if you will, for the Pacers this season, or do you think Steph Curry and or LeBron still hold I would say it's going to be it's going to be LeBron and company uh, and Curry and company. Lakers have fans everywhere. I would say this is a third. This is number three with those, but I would say it's charging hard. How does that sound? I like it. Pacers favored by eight in this one as they split over the weekend. All right, college football notes from this weekend. Uh, congrats to Tom Allen and the Hoosiers. In all seriousness, they've played better football here, uh, without a doubt. The last couple of weeks, they take care of Wisconsin at home. Uh, Purdue with a backdoor cover of Michigan. <laughs> Ryan Walters with a blow-by handshake of John Harbaugh, uh, Jim Harbaugh. Uh, absolutely love that from Ryan Walters. And Notre Dame, uh, absolutely awful at Clemson. Sam Hartman, terrible. Chris Tyree muffing a big punt early in that game. Uh, they, I guess, kind of had a chance late, but in all reality, they weren't driving 90 yards against Clemson. It's like Dabo's what? what it's a big win for Mike. Number th- was it number 300? Did they carry Tyler from Spartanburg off the field? I guess. For yeah. that one? Whatever. Uh, college basketball gets underway tonight. Purdue, Butler, Notre Dame in action. Indiana will start tomorrow. Kenny Moore, star of the game yesterday. He joins us next. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. 
the Wake Up Call with KB and Andy on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Young in the pocket. Throws it upfield. Picked off by the Colts in the near sideline. 35. Direct at 25. Kenny Moore racing for the end zone. 10. 5. Touchdown! I-N-D-Y! And that's a 49-yard interception for a touchdown. A pick six by Kenny Moore. Play action. Bryce Young throws it left side. And it's picked off by the Colts. They're running the other way with it. It's Kenny Moore again. He's at the 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown! Two of them today. A pick six by Kenny Moore. Touchdown. I-N-D-Y. Number 23. Have a day. Really, to be honest, there's no surprise there. The way he practices, the way he works, he shows up, he watches tape, he does it the right way, and when you do it the right way, you're going to make plays on Sunday, and that's what he did for us, which was huge. I mean, 14 points uh, by him was phenomenal. I know my twin sister is going to be, she, she probably thinks she's a good luck charm. Maybe she is, but uh, I think we got to keep them, keep them at the game. Maybe they got to go to Germany or something. This is how we yeah, those are the sights and sounds of yesterday. Kenny Moore balling out two pick sixes. We've been talking about it all morning. Busy morning here uh, on the fan with KB and Andy. The wake-up call. Let's head right on out to the Payless Liquors Hotline. The man of the hour, Kenny Moore, joins the show. Kenny, good morning. Thanks for waking up with us. Great game. Congratulations. How are you? I'm doing great. Good morning. Thanks for having me here. Well, thank you so much. Uh, fantastic game on Sunday with the two pick sixes. Uh, I, I don't know. How special was it having uh, the twin sister and having the family in town looking up to them up there in the 200 section as you're balling out? How was that? Oh, man. Just to see them uh, see me in my element, uh, it means the world to me. Uh, just having my sisters, I've learned so much from them, from, from having respect, uh, having you know, no pride, um, having humility, uh, a, a lot of things come from them. So uh, I just want to, you know, pay the respect, pay the love back to them. And I just want to see them, you know, see me work as hard as I can and, you know, for us to have these moments together. Do they have their passports ready for Germany? <laughs> <laughs> My older sister does not have a passport. <laughs> That's too bad. You're going to have to get that yeah. expedited here. Get Joe Fonderola in the in the ops department on that this week here. Kenny Kenny Moore joining us. I'll say it now. He will be the AFC Defensive Player of the Week in Week 9. He's with us here on the Payless Lickers Hotline. Kenny, if you don't mind, could you walk us through both interceptions, what you saw on each of those two plays? Uh, yes, sir. So rushing cover works together. Um, you know, having a rookie quarterback, having you know the the coaches in his ear, letting them know what coverage we're in. Uh, we just tried to play around with the with the alignments and and how we were going to play certain calls. So uh, it wasn't a telltale. So you know, just moving around just gave the D line an, another tick to to rush at them. Well, they got they got on them pretty early in the game. So. Uh, once I see that as a defensive back, I know that I can probably start jumping a couple routes, and you know, not selfishly, but just uh, in the in the root of the scheme. And so, uh, on the play, the first one, um, you know, with, with the guy motioning over me having a running back, um, I saw that the rush was getting to him. Uh, once I saw the rush getting to him, you know, as a quarterback, you don't want to take too many hits. Um, and not not throwing the ball careless, carelessly to the flat, but uh, he he probably thought he had to run it back uh, to the sideline there in the flat. So uh, just me, you know, I made this this same play in practice on Thursday. Uh, same same as that type of play, and 
you know, with the rush, with the rush getting to him, he just threw the brawl uh, a little late, and I undercut the route. Um, with the second one, the the rush was at him again. Like I said, defensive line, they uh, I contribute both of these interceptions to the defensive line, just rushing cover, working in the, working together uh, collectively as a as a unit. We just been trying to, you know, pick it up defensively. And uh, he overthrew the running back for the screen. I saw the screen, and I just wanted to uh, make a play on that. I saw the ball was too high, and I, and I took it around. Can the first player in franchise history with two pick sixes in a game. Kenny, what, what do you think is your greatest trait as a player? That's a great question. Greatest trait as a player, I, I feel like, I think about 100%, I would have to say, level-headedness and um i think that goes to a lot of different things you know having the highs having the lows just having a median uh mindset um having a reset mindset um everything will always go my way and even with the success that i've had over my career thankfully um it's just never gotten to me and um that goes back to you know my childhood and how i was raised but uh that goes to another point of you know being coachable um, I can never, you know, shut down a coach from from what he's trying to tell me, from what he's trying to teach me as a player and as a man uh, in this life. Um, I just want to learn as much as I can from, you know, teammates and coaches. So I just think uh, my mentality and how how I re- approach the game and how I respect the game uh, and just loving the game, I know it'll love me back. So uh, it's definitely my mindset. Kenny Moore with us here on the Wake Up Call on the Fan on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Uh, obviously, winning changes everything. That locker room, we'll get to the Jim Irsay dance here in just a second, but uh, you guys' locker room and now the prep and going to Germany, which we can mention as well. Uh, but just getting a win and the defense after the last couple weeks being kind of, uh, you know, I mean, listen, uh, being beat up a little bit, how vital was it for you guys as a defensive unit to bounce back and have that kind of a game on Sunday? Oh, man, uh, Saturday night, you know, I'm talking to the defensive backs, you know, as a as a group, man. I told them, that, you know, the, the organization turned the page once we got Coach Shane, man, and, and Coach Shane has given this organization and this city so much energy and so much, you know, strength along the way. Uh, it wasn't, you know, an easy job to take. And, you know, having a lot of moving parts in the building, man, you just want to give your all for six months. You just want to give your all for this head coach. You want to give your all for a guy who's bought in, who loves ball, and uh, anyone who loves ball around me, I want to give it back to them. I want to pay it to them. So, uh, you know, the, the first interception, I gave it to him. I gave the ball, uh, the interception ball to him. He gave it back to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so do you have the ball like, right now? Who has the ball? Do you have it? I got the first one. The second one I gave to uh, David Thornton. He's the uh, player engagement guy. He's the guy that, you know, he's basically the bridge from the players to the coaches. But, uh, you know, he he's one of the guys that I keep in my corner, man, my inner circle, uh, DT. He He's a he's, he's a very uh, important and great person in my life that I that I that I value. Again, Kenny Moore is with us here. Just an absolutely historic afternoon for him yesterday with those two pick sixes and a big part of Adam Thielen have such a quiet afternoon. Um, Kenny, you were, I thought, very candid last spring and talking about the struggles from last season and, and, you know, I guess a little bit public with your contract issue if you want to go back to last summer. I'm curious for our audience that maybe hasn't heard, you know, your conversations with Gus Bradley and Chris Boward in the offseason and, and what do you feel like is different for you here? in the second season in Gus's defense? 
Um, I, I think everybody can see now, you know, you know, being halfway into the season, you know, you know, me, me just being a part of the plan. Um, you know, it's not easy as a coach going into a, a new situation, new players, new schemes, uh, you know, everybody buying in um, and just having the awareness of who you have in the room and how you can use them. And I think coaches do their best to try to put, you know, players in the best position to make the plays and, you know, I just I just wasn't the, the, the guy. I just wasn't the guy, humbly to say, uh, respectfully to say, I just wasn't the guy last year. But, you know, we made a lot of um, – we had a lot of conversations. We had a lot of discussions on how, you know, I can be the player that, you know, I envision myself playing, being. And uh, the player that I've always been for this organization, I want to continue to be that. And, you know, it was, it was frustrating as a player to not, you know – to, to be left alone and, and I, I didn't have the, the things around me to be able to be me. Um, it's, frustrating, it's frustrating as an athlete, but, you know, as an athlete, you just got to keep going. You just got to keep being resilient. You got to keep buying in each day, uh, even when, when it doesn't, uh, whenever your number isn't called. So um, that was one of the tough times. One of the first seasons that, you know, I, I've ever been through that. But, um, you know, I just want to thank God for having that, you know, mentality of, you know, it can all be better someday. Uh, you just got to keep fighting. So um thankful for Coach Gus, man. Coach Gus has been very uh, humble. He's been very respectful. He's been very uh, caring in the whole situation to to want to be better. You know, the defense want to be better. Everybody want to be better. So I just think – you know, everybody buying into the system, uh, it'll definitely pay off. Uh, win or loss, we gotta we got things to to clean up each day. It, you've been such a core core player in in the Chris Ballard era. Did you ever think there was a time in the last six to twelve months that it might be coming to an end here? Uh, I'll be lying if I said that. You know, I didn't think that because uh, business is going to be business. But I think relationship wise, he. You know, he asked me, did I want to be here? I said, I, I don't want to be anywhere else. Um, and that's just how I went, man. I, I'm, I'm glad that I can still be uh, repping the horseshoe, man. Um, but, you know, it's a new year, man. I, it's full of great vibes, great energy. Um, I feel like last year didn't even happen. I feel like I didn't, I didn't play last year. I, I just feel like it was like a year off type of deal. Um, but I'm thankful to be, be in the building, be myself. I'm a, I'm a night and day person. Uh, personally, I'm a night and day person, man. It's a way happier, uh, even before the night, you know, how the night went last night. But, you know, in training camp and OTAs, I just wanted to, I just wanted to prove it to my teammates first and foremost that, you know, I'm there for them first. Kenny Moore with us. Kenny, it sounds like you're more appreciative given that what you went through last year and everything that you said here midway through the season coming off that great game with the two pick sixes yesterday. You sound like you're appreciative of just kind of like everything going on right now with you. Yeah, I think uh, I think it has to do with me being in my seventh year of my career. And then, and then you you figure out and you realize, like, I can't do this forever. Like, whenever you're 21, 22, you feel like, you can do whatever it is out there that's being um, asked to do, and you feel like you can do it for forever. You got forever in front of you. It feels like at 21, 22 years old, but, you know, being 28 now, you like, ah, oh, man, like, 
the guys look up <laughs> to me as like the OG in the room. Like they're like, oh man, you getting old? Like you're the old guy. You're the old. Yeah. You're 28, man. You're only 28 years old. I'm 39. That's how I feel. I'm older than Steichen now. I'm getting a hair procedure on Friday, yeah. Kenny. I'm so old. Yeah, Kevin Bowen's having a robot work on his receding hairline here in the next couple of days. Oh, good luck with that. We'll be thinking of you. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you for that, Kenny. Hash, we, hashtag thinking of yeah, Kevin. We live Thank really you. hard lives here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, but like in this in this industry, you know, you know, you get to that to that uh that point. But yeah, I still feel young. But just the uh, the guys that I'm around, man, it just makes you uh, very very appreciative, man. And just the process, I never take it for granted. Uh, you know, been been through so much, endured. Uh, and having to embrace so much, man, I just, I just want to do it for the city that I'm from. Sometimes you kind of roll your eyes maybe at nicknames or like, wait, does that totally match? When I hear lightning in a bottle for you, I'm like, that is absolutely perfect. W- where did that originate from? Uh, Coach Iberflus, uh 2018, uh, Coach Matt Iberflus, he texted me this morning, actually. He, he, still, he still calls me lightning. And... Uh, 2018, man. He 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 saw me work every day. He seen he saw the way that I was uh, tackling guys that were bigger than me. How I was able to um, put guys on the ground, and so uh, that nickname formed. And then I pretty much ran with it. I'm like, man, this is my alter ego now. Like not lightning in the bottle. Like whenever I strap the helmet on, I, I really feel like I'm lightning. So you know, I got the lightning tattoo behind my left ear. And, and that's something that uh, I, I definitely cherish for sure. Kenny Moore with us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline on the fan on this Monday, Reaction Monday. Uh, we'll get you out of here. I just just two quick things. Uh, I, I assume you haven't been to Germany. Do you like any German food? A little spatzel? Do you like any German food? Do you have any idea if you like German food? So I've been to Germany. and I, It was after my second year, so this was okay. 2019. And uh, I, got, I got great ties with Borussia Dortmund, a soccer team out there. Club. Is that your and, favorite uh, team? Is I that your favorite? About yeah, that. is that I your favorite? Yeah, there. is that your favorite team? That's my favorite uh, German league team. Yes. Okay. Period. Okay. Okay. But and, I, I like I like Liverpool and uh, BVB. Okay. Okay. There you go. So so you know the the lay of the land. I'm sure many of the players there haven't been over there and don't know the lay of the land. And then the second thing, last one, and we can get you out of here, KB, unless you have something else. Is uh, how was that locker room? I mean, the the viral video is out. Meek Mill's on in the background. Uh, Mr. Ursay is dancing, kind of holding on to Coach Steichen. What was that entire thing like when you guys were <laughs> celebrating that win? Uh, man, before the game, EJ Speed was turning us up, man. EJ Speed had a great playlist. So, you know, after the game, EJ got back on the Ops and uh, he played the meat mill. And now he thinks he's the best DJ on the team. But uh, I, I think I still hoist that one. Uh, he put the, the meat mill on and everybody was just in good vibes, man. We just trying to get the momentum going here uh, and, and pay it back. But I, I didn't see the... The Mr. Ursay dancing until after the fact. <laughs> we all laughed about that one. Could be in a future music video here coming up here. Like uh, AFC Defensive Player of the Week on the horizon. If not, then there's a major, major issue there with the league. Kenny, congrats on yesterday. I can only imagine what that was like with so much of your family there in the building. Uh, good luck the rest of the season. Safe travels to Germany. Much love, man. Take care. That's Kenny Moore right there on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Um, he's fantastic. I'll never forget back in 2018, Andy, if you don't mind, I was 
tell a little Kenny Moore story here. Uh, Colts are playing the Patriots uh, early in that season. I want to say it was like week five, week six. And it was a Thursday night game. And this was back when uh, every head coach did a conference call with the visiting media that week. So we're going to get Bill Belichick on the conference call. And, you know, here's whatever I am, 27-year-old Kevin Bowen, kind of sweating, thinking, all right, what's... Did you, did you write your question out what, to make what sure you had I, it right? You know, I wrote it down about three times. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. I locked myself in a room. I say it out loud. You, you My practiced voice, it in front of the mirror. cracks a few times. Sure. And I'm like, where... What should I ask him? The Colts had a lot of former Patriots. John Simon, Jabal Sheard, Kenny Moore. And so I'm like, you know, what, what do you even ask him that's not going to get, you know, a five-second response and then he moves on? So I thought about Kenny, in all honesty. Uh, again, Kenny was a 2017 undrafted free agent uh, of the Patriots, was cut at final cutdowns, basically New England. And I think Belichick's even said this publicly. Of, it's just kind of a numbers game. And, and we see teams get into this, especially quality teams, which obviously New England was back then, where they just can't keep those guys around. And I wanted to ask him about Kenny. I felt like, okay, that might lead to something. And at that point, early in that 2018 season, Kenny was really starting to establish himself here in Indianapolis. So I asked him a Kenny Moore question. And Belichick gives, I would say, probably a two to three minute answer. Oh, look at you. You were the hero. About Kenny Moore. You had to feel so good. Look at you. And so, A, selfishly, (laughs) you feel good. But then, B, it's like, wait a minute. That is arguably the greatest coach in league history giving a two-minute answer on an undrafted free agent that, if you really want to nitpick, New England, in a way, kind of screwed up on. I mean, they sure. they, they oh, should yeah. have kept him. I mean, Belichick could have easily been snippy and just totally, you know, whatever. But his appreciation for who Kenny Moore is, for how he worked in that undrafted season with New England, obviously stood out to Belichick enough to give that sort of answer. And I guarantee you, when Belichick meets the media this week, you will get another lengthy answer on Kenny Moore. And that always stood out to me because that was, again, week five, week six, and Kenny Moore's second year. He had yet to really establish himself in the league. Yeah, he was starting to come on a little bit with the Colts, but still, he was not, I mean, it wasn't a Pro Bowl or anything like that. Um, and I just remember kind of walking away from that thinking, the Colts could have something here. Like, Belichick clearly thinks very, very highly of them, and obviously the rest of the career has spoke for itself. They were 13-3 and that year. The New England Patriots in yeah. 2017. What, what, what was, was the score that, that Thursday night game? Oh, I remember I'm going to have to go back. Really banged up, I and mean, I feel like Luck had a big night. I mean, they had like, Ma- like they had like Logan Ryan, Malcolm Butler. I yeah. mean, those were two you know big players of theirs. If you remember, I remember the Colts just being like you know you, you dress 46 guys on game day, and I want to say the Colts had like 43 or 44 healthy. It was just a wild Thursday injury report for the Colts and. Endless to say, did not go well from a win loss standpoint. Well, who's going to get the question now? I think you kind of told him you got well, someone's got to ask I, the Kenny Moore question and get the love from Belichick. But we don't do that anymore. They, they don't well, do the that's visiting right. media. He won't have a press conference, conference at all, I guess. Call. Over no, there, I mean, Willie, he will, I guess. But yeah. how many reporters are? Who's going over there? Do we know who's going over? Just local media wise, couple, couple TV guys or what? Again, the Colts aren't going over there until Thursday after practice. So I want to say the Indy Star is sending a couple over, and then I think um, some of the Fox crew because again, the game is going to air locally on Fox. So you'll get NFL Network simulcast on Fox here locally. For those curious about that, uh, if you missed that Kenny Moore interview, Mark, let's definitely re-rack that to close out the show. Uh, and selfishly, going back to Friday, if you guys miss Roy Williams on with us, uh, just outstanding. The legendary college basketball coach sharing his thoughts on Bob Knight. You can find that on our podcast page as well. All right, we'll continue the Colts conversation. Look ahead to Victor Webb and Yama's hopeful 
Um, Pacers game tonight over at Gamebridge Fieldhouse, Bankers Life Fieldhouse, Gamebridge Fieldhouse, Gamebridge Fieldhouse, Kevin. Uh, and we'll hand out our fan <laughs> tweets. Again. What did you call it? I called it Bankers Life. Did you? Did you? I didn't even think of it. You, until you I think corrected I it Gamebridge yourself first, and then I maybe called it Bankers Life, and then went back to That's Gamebridge. Fine. Uh, and we'll also <laughs> hand out our goats Market of the Square Arena as well. Exactly, Market <laughs> Square Arena. Uh, we'll do that coming up here in the nine o'clock hour. It is the wake up call with KB and Andy. All right, so I looked over at Kevin Bowen and I said, by the way, thank you for Kenny Moore joining us. We'll replay that at what time? About 9.40 or so. Uh, Fantastic stuff from him. Enlightening stuff, quite frankly, after such a good day, such a big win for the Colts on Sunday. So I said, KB, let's do some NFL observations. We only have a couple minutes. We're going to be up against it here at the top of uh, the 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock hour break. And then I heard the Query and Company promo before we came back on, and that changed everything. Uh, I am both jealous and, you know, Mark, you don't like when I do this, although this is, I believe, the basis of Sports Talk Radio. Uh, I am jealous that they are giving away Creed tickets, and I want Creed tickets. Is, okay. is that okay for me just to say? And yes, yes, kind of it. It's a little bit of a joke, but it's also they're made. They're like they're back. Do you understand, KB? They're back. Were they ever gone? Uh, some would say they never left us. Okay, but Scott Stapp is back, and there's a part of I don't know, 13 year old little uh, Andy Sweeney who would <laughs> maybe a little bit older who would love to see Creed. 13. How do I? How do I? How do I? How do All I get right, a well, hold of Creed tickets without having to pay for them? That's what I'm asking. August 10th. If I'm seeing this correct, it's August 10th okay. at Ruwa. Wants to yeah. see him, but not for any kind of money he has to put down. <laughs> that is asking for things is the basis of sports talk radio, in my opinion. Have you been to Ruoff yet? Uh, I have, uh, but not many, not, not, not for a while. I'm not sure. It's when a great did, venue. Yeah, no, it's a very good venue. So I'm fine. I don't have to be up close. I can be back on the lawn, if you will. Well, but I mean, that could work out well. You can I'm have jealous Colts, as hell. You could have maybe a we, we might have a Colts <laughs> training camp show the next morning yeah, after. There you go. Creed, you'll be kind of up in that general area, you know, jet across 32 or 146th and head over to Grand Park for that, so. Like, Jimmy Cook, no offense to Jimmy, he doesn't appreciate what Creed was about. Oh, how dare you 20 years slander ago. Jimmy Cook's Creed allegiance right? like I'm that. I'm just guessing he doesn't know what he's giving away. The gold ticket, if you will, that he'll be giving away all week. Ashley and I saw Creed like, like <laughs> 10 years ago. She got like free tickets from work. Or, I see? Think they, were, they were like 10 bucks at the time. You know, some people are see? just dying to see Victor Webinyama tonight, and <laughs> Andy's all about I'm not, Creed I'm coming not, up. I'm not asking for Victor Webinyama tickets okay i'm not asking for them uh, there was something that stood out to me yesterday it wasn't just <laughs> kenny moore related it goes back to a chris bauer comment at the end of the season i want to hit on that in the nine o'clock hour we'll give out our fan tweets of the game and our goats of the weekend but again the latest pacers spurs tonight and it's not often we look at like a monday night november pacer game and think oh man you know why is there so much attention but again victor webinyama and the spurs in town uh, they did play yesterday afternoon this is their first back-to-back of the season, so unsure how Greg Popovich will handle things. Uh, you know, thirty-eight minutes for Webinyama yesterday in an overtime game—that is a season high in minutes. Um, so, don't know if that's 
great news for the Pacers, but didn't he say something to the effect of, like, I want to play in 82 games? I mean, yeah, I know He's a that's, young guy. How old is he? Come on, Victor. I know get out there. Those are just kind of words, and obviously actions are going to speak louder than that, but we'll certainly keep you updated throughout the year, or throughout the day, I should say, on that end. It does look like a clean injury report for the Pacers. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. They try to string together a few at home after a, a tough loss on Saturday night amidst a career night for Tyrese Halliburton. All right, we'll get back on the Colts conversation coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. Yeah, the Colts break their three-game losing streak, 27-13 over Carolina yesterday. Kenny Moore was fantastic. The two pick sixes, he joined us uh, about 35 minutes ago. We'll replay that conversation coming up here in the next half an hour, well, the next 45 minutes or so. Reminder, big day here on the Fan Colts Roundtable coming up tonight. Always a must-listen at 5.30. Pacers and Spurs at 6.30. I meant to ask, are uh, either of you going to the Pacers? game tonight? No, okay. not. No invites, no VIP treatment, no VIP suite, nothing? It was fortunate to be there Friday night. Great atmosphere. I actually didn't mind the home court look. I know a lot of people were like, oh boy, that is I liked it. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? Uh, yeah, I'm totally good with it. 82 nights out of the year, we don't need hey, to you have won the game too. be the same there. And yeah, Saturday night again, Halliburton sure. outstanding, but certainly uh, the final couple minutes a struggle there so three home games for the Pacers this week let me ask you this because I thought the Pacers would split uh, over the weekend we're going to get back to Colts here in just a second if there's one thing that's worrying you right now about the Pacers to put Kevin Bowen on the spot what would it be yeah again perimeter defense is still always going to be something that I just have to see more of but uh, the other thing is just okay who can be the 1A to Halliburton. I mean, mm-hmm. just, it seems like it's Halliburton or bust. Um, yeah. It's not you know, consistent who that next guy is, who the next know, two and, and three are. Does Buddy Heal need to be in the starting lineup? I mean, that's a thought I had. Then I'm like, well, defensively, that's not helping you out. You know, the Benedict Matherin experience, I really like how he's passed the basketball this season, but... You know, his role has not been maybe as defined as a score with the starting group. 
Um, so I would go there. Um, but yeah, I, Saturday night, you know, if you could have gotten that Charlotte game, I think you'd be feeling really good at four and two. Agreed. And, you know, obviously, didn't have Halliburton for you know one of those games. You got blown out in Boston. Um, but this is the time. I and mean, Rick Carlisle, who will join us tomorrow at eight o'clock, he said it to us last week, and certainly. The day before the season opener, seven of your first nine at home. You want to take advantage of that. You don't want to be five hundred when you get to your first, you know, into your first ten game segment here. And right now you are at three and three. So important to try and take care of business as much as you can this week, and that includes a Milwaukee back to back. That'll be the second night of your back to back coming up on Thursday. But home to the Spurs, eight point favorite. Home to Utah on Wednesday. I mean, those two should fall into you know win win category certainly. Two three nine ten seventy. Uh, let's dive into it again. We'll have Kenny Moore his interview in about thirty five minutes. I thought he was KB. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. I, I thought he was fantastic. So a couple good days from us. Roy Williams last week. Jared Odo. Look at us. We're doing pretty good uh, around here. I, I just think for me, I'll go back to what I said. You know, Kenny Moore. It was a football baptism yesterday. He kind of washed away the sins of other parts of the game. Uh, the offense wasn't great. Minshew wasn't great. Uh, I thought you saw a true passing of the torch, if you will. When you look at Jonathan Taylor, 45 of the 21 snaps, 23 touches, only seven touches for Zach Moss. But, you know, they made a rookie quarterback look bad. If I'm a Carolina Panther fan uh, and I'm looking around, especially what C.J. Stroud did yesterday, I'm not too happy. But yesterday was all about the defense, defensive line early, Kenny Moore throughout the game, uh, and they needed to stop the three-game losing streak. Otherwise, today we were going to be talking about mock draft season or in early November. You know yeah, I'm right not, about that. Not in the bookmarks. No, you, you, you kept the mock drafts out of the bookmarks section of your internet. And now go browser. five and five. New England's not good. Well, go five and five. And, and again, you have to string some together. If you want meaningful games in December, you have to string some together. Now the 60-minute product. That's not going to get you stringing games together. If you have that repeated performance, hell, I think if you have that against New England, you're going to lose. Uh, especially if you have that against, you know, a, a Tampa team or Tennessee, who you know they are better than Carolina and New England. Um, but I think something on the Kenny Moore line that should be mentioned from yesterday, Andy, is you go into that game, you don't have your starting quarterback, you don't have the quarterback of your defense, so you're missing two very key players. Obviously, Grover Stewart. Um, would not be on that list either. So I don't know how you want to label that, but you're down whatever, three of your more important players. And I go back to the Chris Boward quote to end last season, and it was amidst a lot of issues for the Colts in 2022. But I sat there when Chris Boward said this comment of the season-ending presser, and I nodded my head. And now, look, Chris Boward deserved blame for last season. Obviously, Frank Reich, Jeff Saturday. But... Chris said something to the effect of our best players need to play like they are our best players. And they did not do that enough in 2022. And I would agree wholeheartedly with that. Again, there are other factors and Ballard obviously deserves blame for last year. But I thought that was a pretty accurate statement by the GM. And let's go back to yesterday, Andy. Kenny Moore. Pro Bowl day. How about what DeForest Buckner did Mm -hmm. in setting the tone early on? He wrecked several Carolina drives early on. That frame of 6'7", 285 in the face of Bryce Young all afternoon long. A couple passes broken up as well. Absolutely vital. Um, Matt Gay would qualify as one of your best players. And Andy, he walks out there for a 57-yard field goal late in the first half where that's where you see kind of game swing. 
and obviously Kenny had the pick six, which which really swung it there after the field goal. But at that point, it was a 10-3 football game. There's less than a minute to go in the first half. If he misses that field goal, Carolina, with plenty of time and timeouts, they are, what, two, three first downs away from getting into field goal range of their own. That could be 10-6 at halftime, and that's a totally different feel. Oh, you won't feel good. No, you, Ah, here we go again. Yeah, that's exactly what it would have been. And what Matt it Gay been. bangs home the 57-yarder. Again, a field goal the Colts wouldn't even think about attempting in years past. Matt Gay has almost created it to be, oh yeah, that's going in. Um, and then I would say the other two names that I know maybe their days weren't as eye-popping to fantasy owners, but it was critical early on to kind of establish your 20-3 to lead. I thought Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman early on. You know, Pittman leaves that game on a big hit. And Andy, when you see hits like that in the NFL, I mean, what? You know, guys don't return from that in that game. Not only does Pittman come back, he comes back in the first half, and he records a couple big catches there in the first half. Some of the few catches that Gordon Minshew threw down the field at all. And then again, Taylor did some of your heavy lifting early on in those scoring drives. So I thought yesterday could be viewed as a, your best players helped you out early on, on a day when you were missing several key guys. It was probably the most banged up you've been. We didn't even mention Josh Downs leaving the game early. It's probably the most banged up you've been entering a game Braden Smith didn't play. Gosh, the list keeps on growing now that I think about it. And then within the game, uh, Drew Ogletree left as well. So um, I, I, I think that this one kind of qualifies as your best players stepped up for you. By no means perfect. Carolina gifted you 10 penalties. Uh, you also gifted them some things early on. Um, but to steal the Bob Knight quote, sometimes victory does favor uh, the team that makes the less mistakes, and that was certainly the Colts yesterday. So is Sirianni doing that? He's doing the Bobby Knight Sirianni, quote? No, I didn't he, know this. He, he, printed out, sick. he printed out okay. the, the picture. Now, if that okay. was Brian Dable, you would love it. <laughs> Listen, Brian Dable needs to worry about his Tommy DeVito 2-15 two and, two and 15 team. 2-15, and 15, KB! Sirianni had the picture printed out, Knight feet up on the desk, <laughs> and the poster in the background of... Yeah, victory favors yeah. the team that makes the yeah, good, fewest mistakes. Yeah, good for Sirianni. Yeah, I, in a way, the Colts were less dumb than Carolina well, yesterday. I, I mean, listen, when they... Carolina was very dumb. They when, went offsides on a punt. When they don't turn the ball over, now, I believe the streak has been broken. It was 12 games when they don't turn the ball over, they win the game. When they do turn the ball over, they lose the game. It's been very black or white for the Colts. You turn the ball over, you're taking the L. You don't turn it over, you're going to win the damn football game. Uh, I guess what I would say to all of this is they did turn it over, but it wasn't an offense. It wasn't... It wasn't Gardner Minshew's fault, right? It was McKenzie's fault. Uh, have they? Has there been? Were any- we kind of waiting for that from McKenzie? Was I the only one that was like waiting for that? It's been on my list to ask Chris or uh, ask Shane Steichen. Like, has there been any thought to putting Josh Downs a punt returner? Yeah, it, it just hasn't gotten up high enough on the list for me to ask it in a press conference. Uh, there's been other things that have been yeah. more pressing than that. Sure. But am I the one that's kind of felt that way with him a few times well, this I, year? I feel that way with like 90% of the guys that catch punts. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm almost anymore. Just wave your arm, catch the punt, and hand the ball back to the ref. Don't even try to do anything yeah, special at this point. Special teams a little bit of an issue yesterday, too. You had the big kick return. Yep. Uh, that set up, I think that kind of set up Carolina's first field goal, if I'm not mistaken. 
Uh, and then a big punt return late as well when they kind of needed a spark. So it has not been a clean season special teams-wise, but thankfully you've got Matt Gay. Yeah, I'm interested to see what Kenny Moore and company do against the Patriots. I mean, the best thing they did, you mentioned with Gardner Minshew yesterday, you're like, well, he didn't make you know the back, you know, the back crippling mistake, right? He doesn't throw a pick in the end zone. He doesn't throw a pick six like Bryce Young did. He doesn't fumble the ball when he's getting sacked or something like that. He didn't do that, which is so very key. But what the what what the Colts did is that they also made a bad team look like a bad team. And there have been not bad teams, but someone like the Saints, okay, okay, or someone like the Rams a month ago. You made those teams look better than what they were. Now those are more average teams. I think the Rams actually are continuing to lose a bunch of games here. Stafford was out yesterday. By the way, what is it? Rippin? Is that who played? Is it Matt Rippin? Brett, Brett. Is, it, is it Brett Rippin? The NFL had some, there's some bad quarterbacks that were out there. Oh, yesterday. what about the Cardinals? Was it Clayton Toon? <laughs> you had the, you had Shade, time out. Shout out to Josh Dobbs for his effort <laughs> no, Do- in Minnesota. Listen, mm-hmm. Dobbs was fantastic, but, you know, the poor rookie, is it Hall who was in the game? He gets knocked out of the game. I don't know. I mean, there's some, you look at Jordan Love stinks. Whoever the Bears throw out there stinks. Whoever the Giants have out there, Mac Jones stinks. Uh, um, I mean, Gardner Minshew throws for a buck twenty-seven. I mean, you just go Atlanta. God, Minshew was terrible at, yesterday. Yeah, Atlanta with with, Heine- with Heineke. Bryce Young was not good as well. Arizona's a mess. The Rams were a mess. Uh, you know, even Geno Smith has been. Geno Smith had seven fantasy points. I have him stowed away on a twenty-two man roster just in case. I mean, the Raiders. Aiden O'Connell actually threw for over two hundred yards. The Giants with Tommy DeVito out there. Like, I know it's a quarter. Quarterback league, KB. There's like 17 teams who have bad quarterback situations right now. It's you, unbelievable. You brought up an interesting point a couple of minutes ago that I, I wanted to make sure we hit on. By the way, we're gonna do our fan tweets. We'll, we'll get to that here coming up here in just a second. Again, replay Kenny Moore interview to close out the show. But um, you brought up like something to the effect of you didn't allow Bryce Young to get into any sort of rhythm. There's been so many times that the Colts have played lesser quarterbacks. Everyone to define yeah. that. Rookies, inexperienced, sure. middling QBs, et cetera, et cetera. Well, Guys struggling. I mean, Carr was kind of struggling right, right, right. going into the game last and week. And you've given them an easy out. Yeah. You, you've allowed them to... You've walked into the game and said, let's let them make the mistake instead of kind of dictating to them and forcing that mistake onto them. And I thought yesterday you did more of setting the tone early on. Again, Bryce Young was very poor. But... Early on, I thought you created some moments to where you were the ones kind of dictating to them. Great interior pressure, some blitzing early on, those sorts of things, which I thought was really, really critical to saying, all right, we know you just got to win. You also got sacked four, six times last week. That was Bryce Young. Six times last week, and they even sacked nearly four times per game if you want to look at the season average as well. Um, so some credit to the Colts' defense for making sure that they did a little bit more of the dictating and Carolina could never really get into a rhythm. Yeah, Bryce Young's QBR is 11 yesterday. <laughs> it was 11 yesterday. Is that possible? Man. Did you just get that for putting your helmet on? And I just, I mean, they had like a first down and Miles Sanders just drops the ball. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, they were early bad. on in the game, just drops the ball. I mean, they had some. It wasn't just ten penalties for eighty yards, Andy. How about the back-to-back false starts they had? Right to end the third quarter, <laughs> start the. Four, they didn't even yeah. need a hike it, I believe, to end the third quarter. They go false start, then false start to start the fourth quarter. Then they hit the third and eleven, the big play to Hurst, and and that goes back to the Kenny Moore picks. I just thought the timeliness of the interceptions too. It was a little bit of leaking oil like okay, is this all of a sudden going to be Sure. Is it going to get close? Full game pressure right. on you and you were able to create both I, of that. I don't think Frank Reich is going to be there for year 2, do you? I saw a lot of hey, this team's bad. God, Tepper's going to bail that they're, early. They're not this bad. Yeah, but he seems to be the guy that would bail. Yeah, I, I would right? agree on that part. I do think Tepper's crazy enough to do it. I, I don't Boy, they're not. I mean, I don't they're know if one, do what, one more game, KB. I mean, I know they listen. They had the over the, the first pick. I, I think if Bryce Young keeps looking this bad, I don't know, man. I mean, I, they have the Bears. I don't know. What do you think about that, Mark? Someone's got to win. Uh, I want the Bears uh, to win, so the the Panthers stay near the top of the draft. Shout board. out! You're exactly right. I mean, they have the like like Packers, Atlanta. I, I don't know, but I look at their schedule. I don't think there's I don't think there's two wins. I mean, like they go to the Titans. Like if Will Levis throws for you know a couple touchdowns and 318 yards in that game, and I don't know, man. I, I think Frank Reich's going to be a one and done. Let's hand I out, think so. Let's hand out some of our favorite fan tweets uh, from yesterday. I can't read it. There's no there's no words on it. I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight. Ripped from the headlines of the newspaper. We'll do it live! Get post-game headlines. And thing sucks. I'm looking at one here. Uh Matt. Oh, that one stood out to me. To be frank, <laughs> Panthers suck. Very good. Matt. Very good one. Good job, Pat yourself Matt. on the back good job. for that one. Uh, Scotty, K-Mo, you know, he knows it's five words or less. K-Mo with the contract win. If you're Kenny Moore's agent, are you calling Chris Bauer? Hey, Chris, congrats on the win today. Just want to keep those lines yeah, of communication yeah, we open. Have, we haven't talked in a while. You've handed out a November extension before. Listen, I mean, the Colts should absolutely do a two-year deal with him. He's going to want a third year, right? I mean, can he get a fourth? Yeah, I do the three and front load the hell out of it. Uh, Moore's moves make magic. Ooh. Hmm. I like that one. Uh, Steve said, Kenny house calls Bryce twice. I like that one. I like that. And then uh, Rob said, winning the fight to mediocrity. <laughs> and then Eric said, the offense is still terrible, which I wouldn't disagree. That was a pretty poor performance. Winning the fight to <laughs> mediocrity. Can you imagine if you were in the national market that only got the CBS game? Like you only had oh, Colts man. Panthers. Oh, you you didn't get Cowboys Eagles. Well, Can you imagine? Apparently there's a free, uh, there was a free preview of Red Zone because like my brother who doesn't have is like, I have Red Zone for free today and they were promoting that. That would have been the day to uh, dive in. Maybe they saw the Late window, and like we should give this to free for everyone. Is your is your brother I, I guess a huge the other Bears late fan? Window was Raiders Giants, right? No, the, listen, the late window was not good. The, the Eagles Cowboys is going to have all the rankings. Hang on, Mark, is your brother a yes, Bears fan? He's a Bears fan. So is he in the Chicago area? No, so they, both of my brothers, my younger brothers, both live in Milwaukee. Okay, the reason I ask that is your brother doesn't have the red zone. No, I mean, oh. the, given the Bears situation, he's like, do I really want to pay to watch? <laughs> 
this like five win team. <laughs> yeah, but the point the plus, Red plus, Zone is you're paying in, for everybody else. Being though. in Wisconsin, they they do get a pretty ample amount of Bears sure. games still. So he's like, I, if I miss it, I miss it. Tony Tony Footlong says Frank Reich screws Colts again. Tony what? <laughs> Tony, Tony Footlong. Tony Footlong. <laughs> you, you couldn't have just stopped that after uh-huh. Tony. You wanted to make sure you got the well, whole name in there? Yeah. I'll just stop after Good for Bob. Tony. <laughs> good Bob, for Tony. Uh, Kenny Moore to the rescue. I, I thought you had a good uh, comment earlier, Andy, about, you know, he he kind of washed away all, all the other sins. It was a baptism, yeah. 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 You know. <laughs> uh, we're not going to talk about the offense We're not today talking about and... Minshew's four yards per completion no, yesterday. No. I want to know more about Tony Footlong, quite well, honestly. I, I, honestly, I don't think I do want to know much more <laughs> I about I think I know enough. Turn off, turn off a safe search on the Tony. computer. Uh, we'll hand on our goats of the week coming up here at around 9.30. Again, Kenny Moore, that interview uh, outstanding with us earlier. We'll replay that to close it out. It was a busy weekend in sports, so let's do a morning check now. The Morning Checkdown. Omaha! 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 On 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Yeah, the Colts winners 27-13 on Sunday. We've been talking a lot about it. Might as well keep praising Kenny Moore. Here's Shane Steichen postgame on his quarter. I mean, really, to be honest, there's no surprise there. The way he practices, the way he works, he shows up, he watches tape, he does it the right way, and when you do it the right way, you're going to make plays on Sunday, and that's what he did for us, which was huge. I mean, 14 points uh, by him was phenomenal. Colts go to 4-5 and five on the season. Uh, other notable games, Chiefs 21-14 over the Dolphins. You had the Saints 24-17 over Mark's Bears. Ravens continued to roll 7-2 on the season. Then Eagles over Cowboys. Bengals over Bills. Bills right now a 9 seed. I don't think the Bills are making the playoffs, KB. Well, the AFC North has got to beat each other up at some point. Right now, all four teams are in the division. are in the playoffs. That's not going to be let's at the say, end of the year. Yeah, the Steelers and Browns, one of those teams is not going to be there in the okay, final so two, three weeks of the season. So let's say one of those teams right? exits, then who gets that, in? Bet. What's you want to you take that the Bills don't make the playoffs? I'll take that they do make the playoffs. We can put like See, a, I'm with Mark because I'll okay. a beer on it. Who else are you putting in there? If you think one of the AFC North teams exit, that means you got to put Jets or Bills or Texans or Colts right. or Chargers. You, you guys are probably right. I just look at they they have the Jets who are respected still. They have at Eagles, at Chiefs, home Cowboys, at Chargers, at Dolphins remaining. I, I'm just I'm just saying that is a beast of a schedule. Mathematically, though, it's just I can't see I know. the end of the year we get there in the AFC North having all but, four But teams go, go through this. Go through this. They've lost to New England, and they've lost to the Jets. Those are unforgivable to lose both of those games, and they lost to the Jets without Aaron Rodgers. He played two snaps in that game. Again, tonight it'll be Chargers and Jets. By the way, Trevor Lawrence, also on the Manning cast, mm-hmm. saw okay. that. So him and Schwarzenegger. Okay. And Keyshawn. Tonight, Keyshawn. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Do they want us to watch? Uh, Pacers and Spurs tonight, eight-point favorite Indiana over San Antonio. I Probably no one cares about that. They just want to know if Victor Webanyama is playing or not. Uh, he's not listed on the injury report for San Antonio, but the Spurs did play yesterday afternoon. The game went into overtime, and Webanyama played a season-high 38 minutes. So uh, we'll monitor that throughout the day and certainly keep you updated on that one. Obviously, the Pacers split over the weekend. Boy, Tyrese Halliburton. It's one of those games, Andy, on Saturday. I mean, a career mm. night for 47 minutes and 10 seconds, yeah. and then, you know, obviously he's thinking, I've got one more in me, and LaMelo Ball rips him at half court. The Pacers lose by one. That one stung. Second night of a back-to-back, I usually don't say that, but it's Charlotte, it's at home. You made so many poor plays late in that one. Well, Friday was such a good night. I mean, you were there. And Friday was such an atmosphere. Oh, I know, I know. 
They had a huge halftime lead. Third quarter was ugly. So three and three start for the Pacers at home this week. Spurs, Jazz, and Bucks before they'll go to Philly for two and three nights coming up next week. Yeah, quickly on the college landscape, Purdue losers 41-13 to Michigan. Did get the back door cover. Indiana. And the blow-by. Hey, listen, and the blow-by. Give Indiana some credit. Uh, was it homecoming? In, was it homecoming in Bloomington? Or was, was that last homecoming? weekend? I thought that was Rutgers. Nah, I think that was Rutgers. I think you're right. 2014 uh, winners there in Bloomington. Indiana now 3-6. and six. And if you look at their schedule, uh, listen, I'm not calling for this to happen, but they have Illinois at Illinois, Michigan State, who stinks, and then at Purdue, who obviously isn't very good. I mean, there is a road to six and six. I can't believe I'm saying it. Maybe, Have you watched Indiana football before I, in your life? Maybe if they even get to five wins, we talk about Tom Allen saving his job. We shall see. And then college basketball. Relentless. College basketball underway tonight. Purdue in action hosting Samford. 19 and a half point favorite is Matt Painter and his crew. So Samford must be really good, right? I mean, 19 and a half. That doesn't seem like a lot of points. Uh, let's see what Samford did last year. Man, uh, that's 6.30 on Big Ten Network. Should I be worried that Notre Dame's only favored by eight over Niagara? Yeah, you should be. I'll take the eight. Uh, 21 and 11 were uh, the oh, Samford okay. Bulldogs in the Southern Conference last year. I'm trying to look up the line for Butler tonight. Who do they got? Eastern Michigan, is that what we said I earlier? believe so, yeah. Uh, Indiana will get things started tomorrow night against Florida Gulf Coast. Butler favored by 15 and a half. Okay. That's FS1 at eight. All right, so we'll talk a little Colts before we re-rack the Kenny Moore interview coming up in a bit. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Someone who's good at these things should have taken the uh, Jim Ursay dancing video and they should have put Creed behind it instead of Meek <laughs> Mill. That would have been funny. Somebody you, somebody go do that and uh, tweet it out. You'd be all over that, right? <laughs> I still want to go. I still want to go. Hey, got a question before we get to our goats of the week here. Reminder, coming up in about 15 minutes or so, we'll replay uh, that interview. Kenny Moore was fantastic in the 8 o'clock hour. He had the huge game uh, outscoring the Carolina Panthers by himself yesterday. What does, and I feel like I know, but I want both both of you uh, use guys to tell me, okay? I think I know exactly where Kevin's going to go with this. What about Caleb Williams crying in the crowd after uh, USC lost? Is that sparked the debate? Would you draft him given that he cried in the stands? I mean, you talk about that thing taking <laughs> off. I, I was stunned how much social media reacted to that. Oh, it's such a sports I, thing, man. Come on, you know what's going to happen when a player cries like that. No, that didn't bother me in the slightest. <laughs> Just a few weeks ago, they're like, just Caleb Williams care enough to play the rest of the season? Right. And then he's crying, and now we're like, I wouldn't draft yeah, him. And then he cares so much that he's weeping with him. his family after a close loss. <sighs> yeah, I, I, uh, I, I will take a chance on Caleb Williams. <laughs> yeah. Given the chance. Mm-hmm. Now, Mark's Bears That's how I feel. Caleb Williams because he's crying. Yeah, I, 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 I hope 
hope I'm with I'm with Mark here. I hope there's one GM, whether it be you know uh, whether it be you guys with you guys with the Bears or somebody else who's going to have that high pick, Arizona, whatever it may be. And they're like, you know what? He wept behind a towel in the crowd after a devastating loss. I might be done with the guy. I'm like, okay, sure. Uh, give me Michael Penix instead sure. of Kale. He done cry. Take Drake May, who by the way, you know, look at North Carolina how they've done in the last three four weeks. Yeah, anyway, I can't so. say I was there on that. Um, all right, let's give out our goats from the weekend again, positively and negatively on this one. Who is the goat? I told you all that I was the greatest of all time. Jordan, here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good. That's what I'm talking about. That's why he's MVP. That's why he's the goat. The goat. Or goat. This guy sucks. Of the week. All right, I'll, I'll lead us off. I all will right. go all caps goats, and to me, he should be on the Mount Rushmore of greatest mascots in sports <laughs> history. My goat is Boomer. <laughs> okay. I love Boomer. And Rosie Bowen and Boomer have had quite the relationship <laughs> over the years. It okay. hasn't always been smooth. But you know what? I'm watching Boomer there Friday night. This dude, he is an athlete. He is funny. He's friendly. He can talk to the three... Well, I shouldn't say talk. He can interact with the three-year-old. He can interact with the 83-year-old. He can do it. He can go to the rafters. He can jump on a trampoline. He can do it all. Boomer, to me, is my goat from the weekend. Okay, so you mentioned Rosie having a an up-and-down relationship. Up relationship. Was she scared of Boomer earlier in her life, or, or what happened? Yeah, they had us at a Pacer game a few years back, and I did a, a, the human bowling. Oh, yeah. So they slingshot you. By the way, shout-out to Boomer. Did a great job on the slingshot. I was able to knock down all the pins, <laughs> uh, get a strike there. Um, but uh, when Boomer did come over to Rosie at a little bit of a younger age, mm. it did not go well. Understandable. Um, very similar to me talking to girls at bars in college uh, was it was kind of the reaction there but Friday night Boomer you know shows up there and you go. a 180 for their relationship she's outgrown her fear and angst and anxiety the of Boomer the mascot of Boomer He's got unbelievable versatility. Didn't that start with the uh, the gorilla who is the Phoenix Suns mascot? Like he did all these different tricks and dunks. I and choose that- to believe Boomer started it. Yeah. Oh, okay, but like it used to think yes, it's like some the fa- Phoenix Sun yeah, gorilla like some, is an outstanding yeah, like, mascot. Like some fat guy who was crushing a bunch of heaters would go in and be the mascot. That's not. It's an athlete oh, no, now. Boomer's an athlete. It's a guy yeah. that can flip, oh, yeah. or a yeah. man or a woman yeah. that can flip and dunk and yeah. hang I, from the rafters I and a everything else. Gymnast, uh, and, and I would think his age would. Would, would surprise you. But Boomer is tremendous. <laughs> okay. Mark, you, didn't, you guys didn't have me going Boomer, did you? No, you surprised no. me. It was either Kenny Moore or Boomer, and I went uh, with Boomer. I assumed for- it was going to be C.J. Stroud, which is why I wrote oh, an man. alternate one, just in case. You can go ahead and take yeah, C.J. Stroud. Okay, I'll no. take C.J. Stroud. 470 yeah, yards, five touchdowns, and the Texans' walk-off win against the Bucks. My wife, Ashley, is a diehard Bucks fan. She could not Ooh. believe the Bucks, Bucks blew that game with like I 40 know. seconds left. She's like, wait a minute, they yeah. lost? I was like, yeah, C.J. Stroud was playing out of his mind yesterday. So he is outstanding. 14 touchdowns on the season to just one interception, already over 2,200 yards passing. He looks like far and away the best yeah. quarterback out of this last year's he's, draft. He's the rookie of the year. He already has more touchdowns than Kenny Pickett does. <laughs> that was a stat that was so kicking Puka around Nakua the internet. So Puka Nakua can't backdoor his way into rookie of the year? 
Yeah, but the Rams nah, aren't going to win any more games. It's always quarterback. No, nah, it's always QB. You know the deal. Okay, uh, my go to the week. I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I mean, I Seattle led the NFC West. Seattle's a good te- is a good team. That was an ass kicking boy. Thirty seven to three. Two weeks ago, they beat the Lions 38-6. to They had the two close losses. I know they had the 9-10 guys that were out against the Colts. Probably look back and say, how the hell did that happen? It's like the Colts uh, beating three. the Chiefs last year. Yeah, how did that happen? Uh, they lost to the Steelers. They kind of gave that game away as well. Two close losses there. But, boy, they're 7-2. and And to me... Like this is another one of those. Are you going to believe uh, believe in Lamar Jackson when he gets to the postseason? Uh, you know, I'm just looking down here. They're going to finish, I think, with at least eleven, probably twelve wins this season. Will the Ravens? Boy, thirty-seven to three. They just dominated that game, leading twenty nothing at halftime, leading thirty-three to th- uh, thirty-three nothing going in to the fourth quarter. What an absolute shellacking of a good Seattle team. Two lowercase goats from the weekend, and this is an annual every Sunday. Thing. Thing, but for some reason, it stood out to me more yesterday. Can we let defensive players in the NFL play it's, the game it's of football? Un- it, I, it's just unbelievable, KB. Like, yeah, whether I, roughing the passer or the hits. I mean, again, Michael Pittman said after the game, that was a clean hit on me. That should not have been flagged. Roughing the passer to me might be the bigger issue. This like, you, you, you can't Total agreement. fall. You can't have the weight of your body fall on the quarterback. I mean, these are 300-pound men. I mean, what are we doing here? And then also... I love college basketball, Andy. I'm a huge college college basketball fan. Opening night stinks <laughs> for college basketball. Can we get? I, I, did we try the aircraft carrier thing and that just didn't work out? Can we get a couple of somewhat marquee games for play, opening night? Play somewhere now. Wins the Champions Classic. It's it's next week. It's next week. So we got to wait an entire week before we get to this? some games. I'm with Move you. Move yourself to tomorrow or Wednesday. You're out of the NFL. Right. Major League Baseball is over. And, and have a couple of marquee matchups on Tuesday or Wednesday night when you fall into that 48-hour window of we don't have anything else NFL-wise to compete for in NBA. Um, you know, obviously, it's still early in the season for them. So those are my couple negative goals. Well, you do have Auburn and Baylor tomorrow. Do you care uh, about – they're playing in Sioux Falls, not. South Dakota. Do you care about that? <laughs> That's Baylor even better. <laughs> That's even better. They're playing Baylor. the pyramids up there? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, go ahead, Mark. I'll give you. Then I'll give you uh, mine. Mine is uh, USC lost to Washington, fifty-two forty-two Saturday night. The Trojans fell to seven and three. Uh, they've surrendered a hundred and one points in the last two games. So head coach Lincoln oh. Riley fired defensive coordinator Alex Grinch. So apparently Alex Riley doesn't realize what time of year it means, which means Grinch is going to seek his vengeance. <laughs> Christmas is canceled. Very selfish move by Lincoln Riley. Can't. I don't. I don't like it. I like my holidays. I don't want stuff getting taken on Christmas Eve. <laughs> that dude Thanks has a lot, been like Lincoln almost Riley. fired like nine times, and <laughs> now he finally got fired. Oh, it took this long. Yeah, I think the horse might be out of the barn uh, at this at this point. All right, so th- I'm going to go. Usually we go with a team that's struggling, a bad team. This is not a bad team. I want to be clear. And they played the game in Germany. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. And the reason I'm doing so... You hate the Dolphins. Guys, no, I want to love... I love McDaniel. And, and I like Tua enough. And Tua had... You know, he learned through jujitsu how to fall, Kevin. He learned how to fall over the weekend. And, and I think Tyreek Hill... Anthony Richardson I mean, I, I love Tyreek Hill. And, and, and Jalen Waddle's a good player. And they have all these running backs. And, and a good young coach. And, and I like them. And they spend money. And they gamble. And they go on and say, we don't need a first-round pick. We're go, we'll go get Jalen Ramsey. And I like that aggressive but whether it be Kansas City, Philadelphia, on the road at Buffalo, they have lost to every team on their schedule that is worth a damn. And their wins 
Patriots, Panthers, Giants, Patriots again, Broncos, that's the 70 piece, and the Chargers, who by the way, they just beat the Chargers by two, and the Chargers aren't going to be a playoff team either. I I mean, they just, I want to like them more, but there's no way you can trust them down the stretch when it gets cold, and then when you get to the playoffs, you're obviously facing playoff teams. I just don't have uh, a lot of love for them right now, and they're a good team. They're going to win double-digit games, and I know they only lost 21-14. They had a chance, but in the end, they lost to Kansas City. I'm off on them. I'm off on them. Can we bet on IEPY and Spalding coming up at 11 o'clock? Let me look it up. Sure, we can. They're D3 is what Scotty told me. Other D3? Yeah. That sounds right. Jags just trying to get a win here. They have a nice culinary school. Uh, in the year. I want a hamburger. School. No, a cheeseburger. It's I want right? a hot Spalding. dog. Yeah. I want a milkshake. <laughs> I want potato You'll chips. get nothing and like it. <laughs> Kenny Moore next. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. All right, so let's get right to it. Kenny Moore, he's the star. He joined us in the 8 o'clock hour. Again, if you miss any of this, you can find it at the Podcast Center or listen right now. Kenny Moore, we open the conversation. His family in attendance for his big day. He talked about that and much more on our conversation this morning with the Colts cornerback. Oh, man, just to see them... Uh, see me in my element uh, it means the world to me uh, just having my sisters I've learned so much from them from from having respect uh, having you know no pride um, having humility uh, a, a lot of things come from them so uh, I just want to you know pay the respect pay the love back to them and I just want to see them you know see me work as hard as I can and you know for us to have these moments together do they have their passports ready for Germany? <laughs> <laughs> My older sister does not have a passport. <laughs> That's too bad. You're going to have to get that yeah. expedited here. Get Joe Fonderola in the in the ops department on that this week here. Kenny Kenny Moore joining us. I'll say it now. He will be the AFC Defensive Player of the Week in Week 9. He's with us here on the Payless Lickers Hotline. Kenny, if you don't mind, could you walk us through both interceptions, what you saw on each of those two plays? Uh, yes, sir. So Russian cover works together. Um, you know, having a rookie quarterback, having you know the the coaches in his ear, letting them know what coverage we're in. Uh, we just tried to play around with the, the with the alignments and and how we were going to play certain calls. So uh, it wasn't a telltale. So you know, just moving around just gave the D line an, another tick to to rush at them. They got they got on them pretty early in the game. So. Uh, once I see that as a defensive back, I know that I can probably start jumping a couple routes, and you know, not selfishly, but just uh, in the in the root of the scheme. And so, uh, on the play, the first one, um, you know, with, with the guy motioning over me having a running back, um, I saw that the rush was getting to him. Uh, once I saw the rush getting to him, you know, as a quarterback, you don't want to take too many hits. 
um, and not not throwing the ball careless, carelessly to the flat, but uh, he he probably thought he had to run it back uh, to the sideline there in the flat. So uh, just me, you know, I made this this same play in practice on Thursday. Uh, same same as that type of play, and um, you know, with the rush with the rush getting to him, he just threw the ball uh, a little late, and I undercut the route. Um, the second one, the the rush was at him again. Like I said, defensive line, they uh, I contribute both of these interceptions to the defensive line, just rushing cover, working in the, working together uh, collectively as a as a unit. We just been trying to, you know, pick it up defensively, and uh, he overthrew the running back for the screen. I saw the screen. And I just wanted to uh, make a play on that. I saw the ball was too high, and I and I took it around. Can the first player in franchise history with two pick sixes in a game? Kenny, what, what do you think is your greatest trait as a player? That's a great question. Greatest trait as a player, I, I feel like I think about 100% I would have to say level-headedness. And um, I think that goes to a lot of different things, you know, having the highs, having the lows, just having the median uh, mindset. Um, having a reset mindset, um, everything will always go my way. And even with the success that I've had over my career, thankfully, um, it's it just never gotten to me. And um, that goes back to, you know, my childhood and how I was raised. But uh, that goes to another point of, you know, being coachable. Um, I can never, you know, shut down a coach from, from what he's trying to tell me, from what he's trying to teach me as a player and as a man uh, in this life. Um, I just want to learn as much as I can from, you know, teammates and coaches. So I just think uh, my mentality and how how I approach the game and how I respect the game uh, and just loving the game, I know it'll love me back. So uh, it's definitely my mindset. Kenny Moore with us here on the Wake Up Call on the Fan on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Uh, Obviously, winning changes everything. That locker room, we'll get to the Jim Ursay dance here in just a second, but uh, you guys' locker room and now the prep and going to Germany, which we can mention as well. Uh, But just getting a win and the defense after the last couple weeks being kind of, uh, you know, I mean, listen, uh, being beat up a little bit, how vital was it for you guys as a defensive unit to bounce back and have that kind of a game on Sunday? Oh uh, man, uh, Saturday night. You know, I'm talking to the defensive backs. You know, as a as a group, man. I told them that you know the, the organization turned the page once we got Coach Shane, man, and, and Coach Shane has given this organization and this city so much energy and so much, you know, strength along the way. Uh, it wasn't you know an easy job to take, and you know, having a lot of moving parts in the building, man. You just want to give your all for six months. You just want to give your all for this head coach. You want to give your all for a guy who's bought in, who loves ball, and uh, anyone who loves ball around me, I want to give it back to them. I want to pay it to them. So, uh, you know, the, the first interception, I gave it to him. I gave the ball, uh, the interception ball to him. He gave it back to me. <laughs> so, uh, so do you have the ball right now? Who has the ball? Do you have it? I got the first one. The second one I gave to uh, David Thornton. He's the uh, player engagement guy. He's the guy that, you know, he's basically the bridge from the players to the coaches. But, uh, you know, he – He's one of the guys that I keep in my corner, man. My inner circle, uh, DT. He, he's a he's he's a very uh, important and great person in my life that I that I that I value. 
Again, Kenny Moore is with us here. Just an absolutely historic afternoon for him yesterday with those two pick sixes and a big part of Adam Thielen have such a quiet afternoon. Um, Kenny, you were, I thought, very candid last spring in talking about the struggles from last season and, and, you know, I guess a little bit public with your contract issue if you want to go back to last summer. I'm curious for our audience that maybe hasn't heard, you know, your conversations with Gus Bradley and Chris Boward in the offseason and, and what do you feel like is different for you here? in this second season in Gus's defense? Um, I, I think everybody can see now, you know, you know, being halfway into the season, you know, you know, me, me just being a part of the plan. Um, you know, it's not easy as a coach going into a, a new situation, new players, new scheme, uh, you know, everybody buying in um, and just having the awareness of who you have in the room and how you can use them. And I think coaches do their best to try to put – you know, players in the best position to make the plays, and you know, I just, I just wasn't the the, the guy. I just wasn't a guy, humbly to say, uh, respectfully to say, I just wasn't a guy last year. But you know, we made a lot of, um, we had a lot of conversations, we had a lot of discussions on how, you know, I can be the player that, you know, I envision myself playing, being, and uh, the player that I've always been for this organization. I want to continue to be that, and you know, it was. It was frustrating as a player to not, you know, to, to be left alone and, and I, I didn't have the, the things around me to be able to be me. Um, it's, frustrating, it's frustrating as an athlete, but, you know, as an athlete, you just got to keep going. You just got to keep being resilient. You got to keep buying in each day, uh, even when, when it doesn't, uh, whenever your number isn't called. So um, that was one of the tough times. One of the first seasons that, you know, I, I've ever been through that. But, um, you know, I just want to thank God for having that, you know, mentality of, you know, it can all be better someday. Uh, you just got to keep fighting. So um thankful for Coach Gus, man. Coach Gus has been very uh, humble. He's been very respectful. He's been very uh, caring in the whole situation to to want to be better. You know, the defense want to be better. Everybody want to be better. So I just think – you know, everybody buying into the system, uh, it'll definitely pay off. Uh, win or loss, we gotta we got things to to clean up each day. It, you've been such a core core player in in the Chris Ballard era. Did you ever think there was a time in the last six to twelve months that it might be coming to an end here? Uh, I'll be lying if I said that. You know, I didn't think that because uh, because business is going to be business. But I think relationship wise, he. You know, he asked me, did I want to be here? I said, I, I don't want to be anywhere else. Um, and that's just how I went, man. I, I'm, I'm glad that I can still be uh, repping the horseshoe, man. Um, but, you know, it's a new year, man. I, it's full of great vibes, great energy. Um, I feel like last year didn't even happen. I feel like I didn't I didn't play last year. I, I just feel like it was like a year off type of deal. Um, but I'm thankful to be, be in the building, be myself. I'm a, I'm a night and day person. Uh, personally, I'm a night and day person, man. It's a way happier, uh, even before the night, you know, how the night went last night. But, you know, in training camp and OTAs, I just wanted to, I just wanted to prove it to my teammates first and foremost that, you know, I'm there for them first. Kenny Moore with us. Kenny, it sounds like you're more appreciative given that what you went through last year and everything that you sit here midway through the season coming off that great game with the two pick sixes yesterday. You sound like you're appreciative of just kind of like everything going on right now with you. Yeah, I think uh, I think it has to do with me being in my seventh year of my career. And then, and then you, you, you figure out and you realize like, 
I can't do this forever. Like, whenever you're 21, 22, you feel like you can do whatever it is out there that's being um, asked to do, and you feel like you can do it for forever. You got forever in front of you. It feels like at 21, 22 years old, but, you know, being 28 now, and you like, oh, man, like, the guys look up to me as like the OG in the room. Like they're like, "Oh man, you getting old?" Like you're the old guy. You're the old. Yeah. You're 28, man. You're only 28 years old. I'm 39. That's how I feel. I'm older than Steichen now. I'm getting a hair procedure on Friday, yeah. Kenny. I'm yeah. so old. Yeah, Kevin Bowen's having the robot work on his receding hairline here in the next couple of days. Ah, oh, good luck with that. We'll be thinking of you. Thank you, Thank you for that, Kenny. Hashtag thinking of yeah, Kevin. We live Thank really you. hard lives here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, but like in this in this industry, you know, you know, you get to that to that uh that point. But yeah, I, I still feel young, but it's just the uh, the guys that I'm around, man, it just makes you uh very, very appreciative, man. And just the process, I never take it for granted. Uh, you know, been been through so much, endured uh, and having to embrace so much, man, I just I just wanna do it for the city that I'm from. Sometimes you kind of roll your eyes maybe at nicknames or like, wait, does that totally match? When I hear lightning in a bottle for you, I'm like, that is absolutely perfect. W- where did that originate from? Uh, Coach Iberflus, uh 2018, uh, Coach Matt Iberflus, he tested me this morning, actually. He he still he still calls me lightning. And uh, 2018, man, he, he, he saw me work every day. He seen me. He saw the way that I was uh, tackling guys that were bigger than me, how I was able to um, put guys on the ground. And so uh, that nickname formed, and then I pretty much ran with it. I'm like, man, this is my alter ego now. I'm like, not lightning the bottom. <laughs> like, whenever I stop the helmet on, I, I really feel like I'm lightning. So, you know, I got the lightning tattoo behind my left ear, and that's something that uh, I, I definitely cherish for sure. All right, so the, that's about 95% of our conversation. Again, with Kenny Moore, go to the podcast center, 1075thefan.com, and check the rest of that out. Good stuff this morning, KB. The Colts get a win. Uh, Kenny Moore on the program. Cannot wait for a uh, for a long week here as we settle in for the game in Germany. Yeah, again, Rick Carlisle tomorrow at 8 a.m., so we'll certainly recap Pacers Spurs, keep you updated on Victor Webinyama's status for tonight. Right now, looks good, but we'll see how they handle their first back to back of the year and also Melanie Lowe from the Colts going to join us tomorrow she's been a huge huge part of the trip to Germany everything that goes into it the travel the equipment passport situation so she's going to join us too I'm looking forward to getting into a little bit more of the logistics as the Colts head to Germany coming up on Thursday evening everybody have a great great Monday uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. raise a spoon to grandma who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the play play slide Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.